Roots. California Roots. The $5 wine from Target. California Roots. It costs you $5. It's from Target where you all shop. Yep. <laughs> Guys. Yes, we do. Big news. Katie has pierced ears. I do. Woo! I pierced my ears. Not on her own. She's a smart grown-up. <laughs> she went to a professional. For the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So now I'm officially an adult. Um, some people right? become an adult as like a baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I got mine my first set done in a doctor's office. Because my sister had a bad experience at Claire's. Oh. And then sure. I got my second ones done at Claire's. Katie did not go to Claire's because, again, she's an adult. <laughs> yes, and I went for the free route, which was to... Wonderful. Go be the guinea pig for my friend who is apprenticing to become a master piercer. Gotta, <laughs> she's going to pierce it all. <laughs> she will. She started with me, and now she's going to learn all the spots. Sweet. I assume. Yeah. All the things. Cool. All the parts. Every flap of skin that you can bug a hole through. Sometimes not even flaps, you know, like the little dermal piercings. Oh, yeah, dermals. Go practically anywhere. God. One time I ran into a girl in Chicago who had like two on her upper back, like on either side of her spine. Mm -hmm. And they were like aqua blue. And, you know, they catch your eye because they're sparkly and, like, yeah. not usually where sparkles are. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, they hurt so bad. Don't ever do them. And I was Aww. like, that's good to know. Thank you. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I also um, moved into my new house. That's probably the Yay! more exciting news. <laughs> I have a house. Clink. It's a cute little house. Yeah. The living room looks nice. The rest of it is in shambles. That's fine. That's what moving is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, congratulations. It's a big Thank step. You. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy about it. It's the second place you've lived as a grown-up. True. Yeah. I mean, I third, if you count my parents' house, because I was a grown-up who lived there for a while. Fair. Short while. But. but also that was your childhood home. Yes. Yeah. So this is only the fourth place you've ever lived. One, two, three, four. Yes. The schoolhouse, the yep. manor, the apartment, <laughs> your well, house. Well, technically, when I was first born for a little while, they were still redoing the schoolhouse uh -huh. or like making it a livable house. Uh -huh. So I did live at my grandparents' house for a short while nice. when I was a newborn baby. And then I guess you could count the Ronald McDonald house. Mm. You lived there for several months. Yep. For a few months we lived there. So you know what I mean. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, gosh, I'd really have to think about all the places I've lived. Like the different yeah. dorm rooms and like. Ooh, um, ouch. Jada, is, we, we switched our setup a little bit so we're on a couch now. Instead of individual folding chairs, because they were uncomfortable. Yeah. And Jada, our pupcaster, has joined us. But when Katie didn't <laughs> pet her, she, like, clawed Katie's back. She really wants attention. She always does, which is why you can always hear her in every episode. Um, this is Shades of Grey's, a dark and twisty podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Katie. Welcome. Um, Ooh, we're gonna try and keep Jada from knocking us over Stinky with her puppy breath. love. Um, 
so much love to give. Yeah. Andrew's going to get some dog food tonight when he comes home, and then he's going to get some beware of dog signs, because apparently that is, like, keeps you safe for, like, if your dog should bite someone in your yard. Oh, If you have that, then it's like, we warned you. Oh. So it's your fault. But even though it's our yard and our dog. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. So we're going to get some of those. And then people Sounds will beware. Good. Be aware. That's a good and idea. beware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Are we ready for mm. season two, episode 14? We are. Wait, what's your background? Um, which one? The kitty. What the was kitty. That? The kitty on my lock screen. It is my spooky background of a kitty dressed <laughs> up in, like, from old timey in oh old timey times. It's so cute. There's a brief intermission here where I had to cut out a bunch of Jada barking, but we were talking about the Twitter account whores of yore and the hashtag night boob started by Dusty Rose Vintage on Instagram. Anyway, okay, let's do <laughs> the thing we came here to do. Tell me lies, tell, tell me, me sweet, sweet little lies. lies. Um, tell me sweet lies, tell me sweet little lies. Yeah, by Fleetwood Mac is what I put, because yep. I assumed that that was the one. 1987. Um, I tried to listen to the whole song. That's really the only part worth listening to is the chorus. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I've heard most Fleetwood Mac music, and yet I <laughs> don't really know it, but mm-hmm. but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's not anything that I'd be like, ooh, Uber, right. hand me that aux right. cord, let me put on some Fleetwood Mac, but um, I don't know, it's not like offensive or like I'm bummed that it's on or anything. No, a lot of the songs were written um, when Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham were like breaking up. Oh. So it's all like breakup songs about yeah. the two people that are singing them. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. We open um, in Derek's surgery. Um, yes. He is operating. Meredith, Meredith is watching. Yep. Her, she's like in the observation deck and Christina joins her. Yep. And Christina kind of walks in and pretends like she's watching, but really she's there to talk about something. Mm-hmm. You can tell there's something on her mind. Yeah. Um, Meredith asks why she's not prepping for rounds and stealing all the good cases. Because we know that that's, <laughs> that's her thing. That's what Christina does. It makes she her has to breakfast. Yeah. She has to. Bert. I have you to know go do that. that. Come on. I don't have time for toast. <laughs> so much toast. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> And Christina turns it on her, like, why aren't you why aren't prepping you for rounds prepping and for rounds? all the good cases? Yeah. There's well, a lot no of reason. nice, like, I don't know if you want to call it, like, reflected lines or, you know, back and forth with them that's just, like... Yeah. They know each other so well. They both, they know that each other are going through these things where they're lying to themselves yes. and others. <laughs> um, and they both have their, like blue scrub tops on but meredith has a like a crimson long sleeve shirt underneath mm-hmm. and christina kind of has like a forest green uh long sleeve underneath nice so, yeah they look mm-hmm. like i don't know it looks like classic like christina and meredith at work yeah i like it yeah they're very simple with their outfits for the most part yeah they Especially don't like, work go yeah. over the top yeah 
Um, and then we have a little voiceover talking about being skeptical because patients lie all the time and we have to assume they're lying until they're proven true. <laughs> yeah. Christina comes over and she sits next to to Meredith and Meredith tells her that she's waiting for McDreamy. Um, and Christina tells her that she's avoiding Burke. So yeah. it's kind of the, <laughs> maybe the opposite of what they should be doing. Right. I don't know. Um, and Meredith asks her why she's avoiding Burke. Also, I noticed that in this scene, Meredith has a lot of lip gloss on. Like, it's yes. it's very noticeable. It's yeah. not always noticeable. Although this was a very lip gloss. So lip gloss. Period. Oh, my God. And just like in life also. Yeah, not yeah. just the show. Yeah. Um, and Christina says that he thinks that I moved in with him. Uh-oh. That's why she's avoiding him. Oh, no. <laughs> he thinks. Oh, oh. <laughs> why does he think you moved in with him? Because uh, I told him. Yeah. And why are you waiting for McDreamy? He's doing me a favor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and wait, you're calling him McDreamy again? That's a big concern for Christina. This, yeah, she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Triggers her like, you haven't been calling him this since, you know, before. Right. Um... um. <laughs> You're calling him McDreamy again? Burke thinks you moved in? It's just like a lot of... Like, yeah, back and forth. Not really answering the question. No one is answering. They're both a little shocked and yeah. disgusted with each other yeah. and themselves. You know? Yeah. The, like, the patients lying until they're proven true makes me think of um, Steve. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when he's like, what did you take? He's like, I didn't take anything. And she's like, okay, well, if you insist that you didn't take anything, we're, <laughs> we're having to, have do to do this thing. These dramatic tests, so you better tell us. It's like, they just always assume that people are lying. Because yeah. people do lie. Yeah. Like, you about gotta, what's going on. You gotta make sure. Yeah. You gotta cover your own ass. For real. And if you can't just be like, well, he told me he didn't. So then we did this really expensive procedure, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've, you know, right from the start, Christina and Meredith are kind of lying to themselves. Yeah. And, kind and they of both lying. know it at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, they know that each other aware. are lying. They know that they are lying. It's it's a very classic moment. Of it's really they, good. They know each other uh-huh. so well. Yeah. Um. So we see... Derek taking blood from Meredith. This is what she's been waiting for him. She's sitting on a hospital bed or a gurney or something. And um, he's sitting in front of her on a chair and is taking her blood. Yeah, they're like in an exam room. The blinds are all um, open. They're not like really hiding. She didn't want other people to necessarily know. Yeah. She wanted him to do this. But also because this has to do with Ellis's trial. Right. Her, uh, the trial medical thing that she's the medical trial that she's yeah. going to be a part of they need a full medical history um and she just she thanks him and when he's done he like stands up very close to her oh my god he looks like, at her so deeply between her legs you know like yeah whew, so close and then she gulps did you notice that? Yeah. Ooh, yeah it's intense uh, um and we have a little voiceover we lie to ourselves because the truth the truth freaking hurts. Yes. Um, also, he asks her, as soon as he, like, stands up and is, like, making serious eye contact, yeah. he asks her, how does that feel? <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> she says, it feels good. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo. Damn. Uh, Maybe close those blinds, friends. Hey. Well, no, because then, then <laughs> that would be, like, 
oh, we were doing something. This yeah. is like, no, we weren't doing anything. Because they're lying to themselves. Yes. Because the truth freaking hurts. Um, mm-hmm. That was such a thing to say, like, freaking. Yes, it was. Totally. No, yeah. And they say it a bunch of times. I mean, all the time in this show. Yeah. But Well, because they can't use the F word. Yeah. But, also, but it was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. In, like, early 2000s. Freaking and frickin'. Was that a thing? And then? friggin' with two yep. Gs. Friggin'. Yeah. yeah. Anything so that you high schoolers don't say, fuck. Fuck. Fucking. Um, my sister said, like, oh, she gets all fruck out about it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, we used to say that sometimes, too. I kind of forgot about that. I've never heard that one. It's, like, past tense of freak. Like, she freaks oh. out. She got all fruck out. Like, uh, yeah. it's like a version of sure, it. Sure, You could say she got all freaked out about it, I guess. But. Yeah. But that would take on a different meaning. Yeah. The, um, other, the other meaning of freak. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so we have Meredith walking uh, on the, like, the bridge, the overpass, mm-hmm. trying to catch up with Christina. And neither of them want to talk about it. <laughs> They're just like, And yet they also want to continue the conversation. Right. Like, Meredith is trying to get Christina, like, why does Burke think that you moved in? Right. Like, she really needs to, she's very confused about oh. this because it doesn't make any sense. And... Christina tells her that it's not important. Like, yeah, forget it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, like, why are you calling him McDreamy again? Right, like, let's focus on you then. If yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. And Meredith kind of sighs and says, it's nothing. It, no, it's nothing. Yeah. And then we have this massive pounding on the glass sound. And it's yeah. very jarring. <laughs> yeah, and they both look down from... Above the stairs to the sort of entranceway of the hospital. Yeah. And you see George and Izzy outside, like they are just arriving at work, with Doc on a leash. Yes! And they're banging on the windows, and George yells, Cujo has got to go! Yes! (laughs) He's like wildly like pointing and just like yelling. And while we know... We know that Doc, like, pees on beds and chews up stuff. And humps George, or tries to. Tries to hump George. Um, or tries to mount him. Mount him, yes, not hump, <laughs> Which sorry. Which is a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Um, at the same time, has, have we seen Doc exhibit any Cujo-like behaviors? I don't think so. Well. Not to the extent of the Stephen King novel. <laughs> I've never seen Cujo. All I know is that Rachel and Joey okay. watched it in Killer Friends. Dog. And she was, like, scared and he liked her. And then she was, like, curling up with him and to watch it. And she's like, oh, my God, Joey, are you scared? And he was, like, terrified. Because <laughs> he didn't want to li- like her. Um, so it kills people, the dog? I think so. Okay. I, I also have not seen it, but that's what I gather. I feel like it's, like. Like, it's a giant it, beast that is attacking people. <laughs> like, that's what you call a bad dog. And, like, Lassie is what you call a dog that does a job. And yeah, like, you know, it's <laughs> Yeah. Um, saves Timmy from the wall. Right. So, right. They're there at work with Cujo, um, <laughs> with Doc. So Yep, they brought Doc to, to work. Because they're not going to put up with it anymore. And, and now the conversation has continued into the locker room. Izzy and George are getting ready. Izzy uh, has, like... Big old bangs. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I, 
and her unfortunate bang situation. It looks like she's got a bowl cut. Yes, from the front. Yes, it goes all the way down over her ears. It's the worst, and she has it pulled back. So in some scenes, you can only see those giant bangs that she like curled under. Oh my god, all the way it's over to so her ears. And she has like a big like chopstick in her bun. Yeah, just return like, of the chopstick. So fun. much like. <sighs> Yeah, like how we were saying that Meredith and Christina have such, like, classic, simple, simple, yeah. you know, timeless styles. That is not Izzy. That's not an Izzy thing. Izzy um, is a trend setter? Follower? She is a follower. Yeah. She likes to be trendy. Um, pause. Be excellent. Um, Izzy is mad that Doc peed in her bed and Meredith is like, he's our dog. No, he's not my dog. And George is kind of right because they surprised him. Yeah, he's not my dog. dog. You two bought him without asking me. And Meredith is like, but we rescued him. Like, he's our dog. You, you picked him out with me, Izzy. And yeah, um, we rescued (laughs) him from certain death. And George puts his foot down. George Poses an ultimatum, he yes. says. Either the dog moves out or I do, which is so stupid. Don't <laughs> so pose stupid. an ultimatum. Like, no. Don't do that. No good relationship has ever started with an ultimatum. Like, no. Um, and Meredith, understandably, like, hesitates. Right. She's thinking, like, who wouldn't rather have a dog than George? <laughs> I would rather have a dog than George. <laughs> Yeah. There's so I mean, many people that I would pick a dog over. There's, like, right. very few people I wouldn't. Yeah. Right. Just saying. Exactly. Like, they're so much better. Um, so she's like, do I ruin my friendship over this? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. She's not sure what to do about it. And <laughs> But he takes that hesitation very, very personally. personally yeah. Oh, aggressively. Doc- she hesitated. She, he's mad that she even had to think about it. And also Doc is just like laying in the locker room like, ooh. Like right, he looks so sweet all the time. Like there's so the one time we heard him growling and barking and that's about it. Yeah, you could, well, and obviously to be on a show, you know, you have to be trained. But yeah. like, he's so sweet. He's all like he's scruffy so and mutt. Yeah. Little moppy puppers. And George is like, I'm going to move out. He's about to storm into the locker room. He's like, right now. And he opens the door and Bailey is in the doorway to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> which is a different entrance to the locker room than we've seen before. Is it? It's in a weird place. Like, I okay. feel like the other one is in a corner and Maybe this one is like, like in the middle of the room. Yeah. And then he's like, well, fine. I will move later. out later. Because <laughs> right now I have rounds. Yeah. Stops away, big baby. <laughs> and Bailey's just... Like, okay. <laughs> and then... Too tired for this. Bailey sees Doc, and she goes, tell me that is not a dog. And Alex and Christina go, that's not a dog. Yeah, they just, like, mumble it. They're so That's tired. But they just, like, repeat what she wants to hear. I yeah. loved that. I yeah. thought it was really cute. And they're She's not like, involved, yeah. so... And then her pager beeps. Yes. And we are in the ambulance bay. Yes. And there is a guy who I never got his first name this Rick. entire time. Rick Freark. Free Ark. Yep. I think I wrote Free Mark a lot of times, but you're right. Free it is arc. Free Ark. Rick. Yep. He's 29. I wrote Finger Guy. <laughs> 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 I 
Really glad there wasn't wine in my mouth. Um, he's 29, severed three fingers on his left hand. Yeah, he is a guitar player, we find out. His hands got caught in a lift gate while he was loading his gear. Ah. Um, which sounds horrible. That Hor- sounds horrible. S- horrible. Yeah. Horrible and awful. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. The fingers um, are closely behind in another ambulance. Christina gets to wait for the fingers. Yes, Christina gets put on that. Uh, he keeps asking, like, oh, you can sew them on, right? Like, you can like, put right? them back that's on. Gonna, it's yeah, work, like, right? you, you were able to sew that guy's penis back on after his wife chopped it off. But I thought was a fun reference <laughs> yeah, to totally. the Bobbits. Yeah, totally. Uh, what's Lorena. The, oh, it was Lorena Bobbit, and yeah. what's the, I don't even know what I don't the, know, the penis guy. Yeah, he did, like, porn after that. That was, Serious? like, themed. Yeah. I didn't know that. He did fine after his penis was sewed back on. No, is that the Florida one that she tossed it to an alligator? Is it that one? Mm, I don't know. Oh, there's one of those. I don't know. Anyway. Um, They were able to somehow reconstruct or sew him Because it's a slice, not a tear. Yes. Teeth tear, they don't slice. So when you bite it off, they can't reattach it. Probably not the alligator one because that would... Well, but I think she, like, they were driving and she, like, threw it out the window. Oh. Somebody did that. Yeah. Maybe. It might not be have That might have been her. But also, reference know. back to the first episode. Yes. Teeth, tight, uh, teeth slice, not tear. Yes. Nope. Tear, not slice. Yeah. Yeah. The, when the, the rapist got his thing bitten off by... Um, Allison. Yes, Allison. Allison with the shoes. Hell yeah. Um, Queen. So <laughs> George, uh, you know, is asking how it happened. We, we've we um, said he was loading gear in. And um, Rick wants to know he's not going to be out of the band because he plays the freaking guitar. <laughs> oh, dude, I better not be out of the band. Yeah. And then yeah. we have short credits. And then we see Derek in fancy glasses. Yeah. They're, they're like dorky looking glasses with the little. Like uh, magnifying glasses on the yeah. bottom of them. And he's looking at the fingers or he's the non-fingers. Looking at like clean cuts on like a painted hand. I think it's supposed to be a tattoo. Mm. But it looks really painted in that particular photo. Mm. Or like shot. Um, I didn't pay attention to it. Is later his hand has like flames and stuff and it looks more like a tattoo but in this one it just looks like he got his hand painted at like a carnival or something mm. um but you know Derek tells him um if it's successful the reattachment it's going to be a really long road and yep. Christina is coming in cuz she's on this case yep uh, and Derek tells him like oh are, you're not a smoker are you like we smoking constricts the blood vessels and they're just it won't work as well. If right. He's smoking. The if he's smoking, the graphs fail. Might, Yeah. So, yeah, Derek is on the hand and Christina's on the fingers. And then uh, Rick is asking, like, well, so wait, what? If I if I smoke a cigarette after my operation, boom, my fingers fall off? Christina. <laughs> <laughs> no. First they'll turn black and necrotic. Necrotic. And necrotic. then they'll fall yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. She... She's very, like, deadpan about it, yes. which is great. Throughout this whole episode, though... I think just because of the McDreamy thing. Yes. Meredith, she has this very soft quality to her voice. Mm. Like she's trying to control this rage that is deep beneath this yes sadness that yes. it caused in her that she didn't really realize was there. There's not, the, you know, she's blunt, but it's like there's no um, like 
biting sharpness to it. It just yeah, is like, it's not the same as her usual, like just kind of throwing things off. Like, yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> right? She's like, yeah. No, she's first not as they casual. Turn black and necrotic, and then they fall off. Like yeah. soft, not as casual like that. or delighted as she usually sometimes is. <laughs> yes, like that's at Thanksgiving, what it is. the delight <laughs> is missing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So you know, he's told them, "No, I I don't smoke." But Christina is examining his fingers and is like, "Well, they have nicotine stains." Yeah, like, your fingers do. <laughs> right. You maybe don't smoke. Your fingers do. <laughs> yeah. So again, we have a patient lying. That's yep. sort of our theme here. Um, and then we have a woman. Uh, well, we hear we hear a woman singing. Yeah, she's and calling George, out from or her she's, room. Yeah, she, she's not singing yet. She's calling, like, is anyone out there? Hello? Um, like- and George hears her, and he's kind of looking around, and there's Nurse Debbie! 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 She has a couple of character, a uh, couple episode arc here. Yes, because um, she's kind of a head nurse. Yeah, she totally is, she's yeah. She's the... The head. George looks at Debbie, who is very annoyed. Um, Yeah, Debbie (laughs) says she had a hip surgery a month ago and was discharged. And why is she still here? Yeah. (laughs) Asks George. Yeah. Um, Um, The nurse is pissed. She's like, I am not a bouncer. This is not a nightclub. Like, it's not her job. We find out, yeah, that they have limited staff. We knew that the nurses kind of got cut. Like, their schedule got cut back. Um, but limited staff and resources, and she's starting to really complain and really kind of get angry about well, this. Yeah, and then when they did the, like, 80 hours and you have to be done for the yeah. doctors, the nurses had the to nurses pick up more. The nurses had to pick up that. Yeah. And there just wasn't enough of them to spread around. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is kind of walking away and says, take it up with the chief if you don't like that. Yeah. And it's right into the chief's face because he's walking yeah, into that. Yeah, she gets right in his fucking yeah. face. Says, and if you have a problem with that, take it up with the chief. And, and she we, like, Yeah, we see dude. this. There's something going on. Like, this She is, is serious. That's not whew. just like, I had a bad day and I lashed out. This is like... No. Hey, like this is a this is a chief this level. This is affecting problem. my life. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then this lady is singing Stormy, Stormy Weather. Weather. And the chief is mad and yeah. is like, hey, like she's 78, <laughs> non-ambulatory. You have the upper hand. Use it, George. Like Yeah, he he gets George to kick her out, basically. Yeah. Puts it on him to do that. Of course, George. Like <laughs> you could probably pick a better intern. Several better interns to do that job. I think the only person that would be equal or worse would be Izzy. Yeah. But she would just be so delighted. Yes. But she also gets annoyed with women, (laughs) with other women. Yeah, I feel like she, if it was a man, she would be more like, hey, you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, So then Bailey, Izzy, and Alex walk up and the chief kind of pulls Alex aside and uh, Izzy is kind of looking. The chief gives Alex some test results, but Alex doesn't open them. Yes, it's his results from the exam that we've been waiting for. Yeah, from his, his boards, boards that he had to, to retake. See if he passed or not. But yeah, he kind of sticks it in his pocket, and Izzy notices that this is going on. Yeah. And um, George hands a bunch of files to <laughs> Izzy. He just piles on the charts in her hands, and her and Bailey both look at him like, what? What's going happening? On? So now George is going to enter Mrs. Larson's room. Um, does she have a first name? I don't know. Sophie. Sophie but we don't Larson. find that out yet. We don't know that yet. 
Um, she is serenading him as he walks in. Yes. And, and as he claps for her. He claps when she finishes and introduces himself. Oh, an Irishman. She's so <laughs> excited. Oh, the Irish, they have a sparkle, a swagger. Oh, my God. That's such a good screenshot. She's, okay, we'll she's the best. That. She's the absolute best person. She's so fancy. I love her so much. She's got, like, fancy, full face of makeup. Totally. Like, Tons of makeup on. Yes. Fancy dangly earrings. Yes. She's got like off the shoulder pink nightgown that has lace on the ends of the sleeves. Lace trim. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was meant to be off the shoulder, but she like pulled she it down it off to be shoulder. a little saucy. Her hair is dyed really strong so red, red color. Which was probably her natural color because they show her daughter later and she yeah. also has red hair. Yeah. So I think it's, it's oh my god, it's so good. And uh, I was thinking beautiful, beautiful woman. So she doesn't have our fancy red silk pajamas. She's no. not rich. She's fancy. She's fancy. She's like someone who was in the entertainment industry. I feel totally. like she was on stage her whole life. Yeah. This is her thing. A chorus girl, a, a premier yeah. ballerina. A- so now she's she's not wealthy enough to like afford her own private nurse or something like that because then she would wouldn't be here (laughs) she would do that right yeah but um um, and there's like a scarf that she hung over the lamp behind her which is so funny making the space her own and get a little ambiance going she wants him she's talking about oh the irish have a swagger and she's like you know wants him to show off and george show me the swagger very (laughs) uncomfortably he walks attempts to like sway his hips <laughs> over to her. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so funny. <laughs> and she tells him that he's got the sparkly eyes, but he needs to work on that. You need swagger. to work on that. And uh, he gets back to business. He says, "Mrs. Larson," and she says, "Call, Call me, me Sophie." Sophie. <laughs> yeah, be a doll and bring me that remote, or bring me a remote because yeah. the remote she has is not working, and she needs to watch her shows. And she has a room at Sugar Maple Nursing Home. Yes, but her daughter is converting a room in the den to Sophie's bedroom, so that's what she's waiting on. That's what she tells us. Yeah, um, yeah, and she's gonna paint it in shades of pink. It's going to be beautiful, yes. but she wants a new remote that works, and she tells George she's going to sing until he's back, <laughs> which sounds like a threat. <laughs> the most adorable threat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love It's her. lighthearted and cute. Yeah, I like her, too. She's great. Um, and then Alex and Izzy are reporting on Yumi Miyazaki. She's 22, and she has persistent hiccups. Yes. She's had hiccups that haven't gone away for three days. Um it might be an esophageal perforation is yep. what Bailey is saying. Like, we need to take some scans and... Yeah. Um. So Yumi's coach is there and he yes. is answering Bailey's questions. And we find out that Yumi is a competitive eater. And that she does not speak English. She Correct. She only speaks Japanese. Alex immediately perks up when he hears the word coach. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, you're an athlete? Yeah. And they say, no, competitive eater. <laughs> Izzy kind of laughs. Well, she, like, sneers. She's like, eating is a sport? Yeah, she, like, makes fun of it. And Alex actually knows who she is. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you're, like, a rock star in Japan. Like, I know her. She's very excited by anything. Tell her I'm a wrestler, like. Remotely sport-related. Oh, my God, honey. Yeah, tell 
tell her I'm an athlete too. Tell her I'm a wrestler. And, and she <laughs> is not, Yumi is not into it. Well, the coach like tells her, I think he's flirting with you in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, tell him out, I eat little boys like him for breakfast. <laughs> it's so good. She's like, yeah, fuck off. Like, yeah. And uh, the coach picks a different quip. He says, uh, Yumi wonders how a wrestler got smart enough to be a doctor. Most wrestlers she knows are dumb. <laughs> Which, like, is probably nicer. But also maybe Alex would have, like, taken on that challenge of, like, oh, yeah, you eat this for breakfast? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um mm. But it's... He would enjoy that. A cute, <laughs> lost in translation yeah. moment. Um, like, maybe there could have... Misconnection. Yeah. Yeah. But Izzy very much is, like, mocking it. Yeah. Um, she doesn't think that should be a thing. Um, and, and Bailey, Bailey is on she's target. She's so over it. She's like, <laughs> oh, stop, like, flirting. Like, no, this could be serious. Uh, and she kind of looks like she's not feeling very good. Yeah. Um, and the coach asks, can she just have a stronger dose of this drug that you've already given her? Because it seems to have made her feel better. Yeah, they want to be working. schedule an esophagram. And the coach is like, well, she's supposed to compete at the Taste of Seattle. So let's just do yes, a stronger dose of the that The Taste drug. of Seattle. <laughs> because they, like, gave her something to stop the hiccups for a little while, but then they came back. Yes. And so he's like, well, it seemed to work. And Bailey goes, did the hiccups come back? Yes. Then it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like. Yeah, and she just kind of walks out after that. Yeah. Um, but it seems like she's really uncomfortable. She kind of pauses. In pain. And seems to have a contraction. Yeah. Um, she, which is much too early. She puts down the chart and then she, Izzy tries to check in on her and she hushes Izzy. Yep. And then she tells someone to page Addison. Yep. Okay. Somebody page Addison Shepard. Because it had cu- happened a couple times. So now she was like, okay. All right. Let's give. Let's let her. Okay. We got to tell her now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, And Addis- we see Addison giving Bailey an ultrasound. Yeah. And she's telling her that everything looks good. And it seems like it's just Braxton Hicks. Yeah. Which I am very, very familiar with. Ugh. Both of my pregnancies, I didn't know it the first time. I just thought, like, I was feeling the baby kick or something. Yeah. Um, but the both times, I felt contractions from very, very early on. Mm. Like, earlier than they tell you. Oh so I don't know if it's just something that happens in my body or something. Yeah. But I was feeling them from very, very early on where it's just... A tightening, not yeah. not a painful contraction. When it gets later on and you don't have much room for that, yeah. when it does, when you do get Braxton Hicks, it can be a little more painful and uncomfortable and make you feel like you can't really breathe for a little bit. Yeah. But um, I would get them very early on, just like a tightening yeah. of the uterus, <laughs> like yeah. just kind of a, everything hardens all of a sudden for a little bit and then it relaxes oh after that isn't it like i well i don't know you tell me is mm-hmm. it like your body is like practicing yeah like, kind of and what addison tells her too is sometimes this false labor is our body's way of telling you to slow down which sometimes if i was like walking too much or like exerting myself a little much then a little much too much yeah <laughs> Then it would happen. Okay. Like, I could kind of tell that it was going to happen if I was walking up the stairs or something. Yeah. You know? 
like just exerting yourself a little bit would sometimes make that hmm. contraction happen. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Second time around, it wasn't as like, oh, what is that? <laughs> you're like, oh, I know that. Like, no. From very, yeah. Um, and we find out that the baby's heartbeat is strong and Bailey doesn't have any dilation or effacement. So that's really good. Yep. Um, because it's not time yet for that baby to be born. Yes. Addison so. is trying to tell her to take it easy. <laughs> yep. It might be... Well, and it's nice, like, while she's talking to her, Bailey goes, except, like, Bailey knows there's more that she's not telling her. Um, yeah. Yeah, she wants Bailey to slow down. So Izzy comes in um, to let Bailey know that uh, the GI lab has some questions about um, Yumi's esophagram, and um, then Addison kind of calls Izzy back mm-hmm. and asks her to keep an eye on Bailey. Yes, and Izzy still is holding this grudge from the experiment yes with the quiz the test or whatever with the quince oh my god where emily died and she didn't tell izzy that that was going to happen and Mm -hmm. had her handle that yeah so izzy still isn't a fan of addison but addison says like this isn't for me this is for bailey (laughs) right this isn't a favor for me and you know it like so yeah izzy like doesn't even really want to look her in the eye like yeah yeah um, and then we have Miss Naomi Klein, 43. Oh, she looks so happy. She, she's while they're, beaming. While Meredith is presenting to Burke and she's talking about her and you just see Naomi laughing and kind of giggling and waving at someone yeah. behind them, like yeah. kind of twittering her fingers. And She had a tricuspid valve replaced three years ago with a porcine valve. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Meredith is trying to report to Dr. Burke, but, um, he, Burke says, you know, he's not happy with how soon she's back because that valve yeah, should have held up longer. he shouldn't have longer. seen her that, that soon. Yeah. And Naomi is just like, I don't care. I got married. Like, she doesn't want to talk about no, the valve. Yeah. She, she found her, you jump, I jump. Yeah. Which is a you jump I jump Jack. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's a it's a Titanic reference technically. Yeah. But to those of us who enjoyed the Gilmore Girls, Rory and Logan. The, to those of us who are hashtag Team Logan, which Fuck is not very many off. of us. Are you seriously? I yeah. Oh well, God, I mean, damn it, we can't yeah. do this podcast anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, now I'm like, okay, Jess should be endgame. Uh, but yeah. out of all of them, Logan would be my personal preference. Not for me. <laughs> I am team Jess. Especially with the, the only reboot problem with stuff. Jess, yes, with the reboot stuff, definitely. Yes. That's the thing. That's yes. the thing that I was like, okay. And why do you think like, they I fucking like, wrote it like that? It's because everybody was like, Jess! Team like, Jess! <laughs> no, yeah. The problem with Jess is the whole, like, he almost, like, rapes her at one point. Which is really, uh-huh. like, he tries to push himself on her. Uh-huh. And is kind of abusive. Uh-huh. And yeah, he was young, but also... And don't you think that Logan is emotionally abusive and... Um, he can be emotionally manipulative sometimes, I would say. Okay. I don't think he's abusive, but I feel like he also... Like, I feel like... Welcome to the Gilmore Girls (laughs) (laughs) discussion podcast. This is our fucking podcast. If you want to have a great standing podcast, you can fucking make your own. Yeah, if you want something that's very uh, specific. Focus. That's fine. Um, no, I think 
she makes him a better person. She makes Logan and, a better person? Yeah. And I think that he helps her to loosen up sometimes. Guess what? She's not his therapist. It's not True. her job. True. To but fix I, I a feel man. like their their relationship made him. Now, I think Jess makes her a better person because he's like, mm. why aren't you going back to school? Like he in pushed, the yeah, in the revival. Know? In the revival, I'm like, okay. Jess but is even better. and when, I, no, I, I even do, when she takes a break for it goes did, to her grandparents' house, she's like, I oh, true, Harvard yeah, or, like, yeah. Hell, he's know? kind of the one that made her she's turn like, around. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, yeah, he's end game. But I still, and everybody can, <laughs> everybody on Team Dean can go. Oh, yeah. suck a butt. <laughs> he's the worst. Who, yeah, he doesn't want her to Dean? succeed. And he's so boring. Also, don't fuck on a stack of records in the dance hall, you weirdo. Ew, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he cheats on his wife. That that he... is. <laughs> and yeah. in the reboot, Logan is engaged and he's sleeping with Rory yes. and paying for shit. Although, Fuck that. Although that seems like maybe it's a it's a thing that he and his fiance had worked out. Possibly. I don't think he talks to her because he keeps so much shit secret. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no. Yeah. In the reboot, I'm like, okay. Or the De- revival. Jess. Yeah. In the revival, it's like, okay. Jess is who we are rooting for. Yeah. He's definitely grown into himself. They needed that break. Yes. So that he could become a better person. So he person. can grow up. Yeah. 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 yeah but totally. in the original run, I was team Logan. I, yeah. All right. All the way. Okay. I'm sorry. But uh, he loves to just reads and he gets her and he's thoughtful and mysterious. Well, yeah, yeah. And the bad boy. But she and needed. He smokes cigarettes. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He's dreamy. Yeah. Uh, he's Mick dreamy. Oh, God. Um, All right. But we don't watch This Is Us. So no, we don't, don't add us with the Jack stuff. Um, right, is that his name? I think it's Jack. Well, I follow Mandy Moore on Instagram, and she posted, like, a bunch of people's couples, uh, like, Halloween costumes. Okay. With that, and I think it is Jack, yeah. I think so. I watched, I did watch the uh, pilot episode of that. I think I watched the first two episodes. I think we've talked about this before. I Jack think and have. Rebecca, that's yeah. the main characters, that were like, and I, I don't really, like being emotionally manipulated. I like both of them, and I just felt so uncomfortable the whole time, because it's like... Every single scene, every single commercial break was like, you have to stop, start sobbing right now. Yeah. Like, this is the big emotional drop. Blah. I don't think this is even a This Is Us costume. I think they're just, these people just took a photo. <laughs> One of, Mandy Moore posted Maybe. like a bunch of different pictures of like people dressed as them holding three babies, like, <laughs> you know, three like dollies. Yeah. Um, well, maybe the... Um, is the, the Packers, jersey? like, part of it? Yeah. I don't well, those people have Steelers, Steelers, but then this one is Packers. Is it? Because that's not green. That's Isn't black. It? Oh. Yeah. I just assumed. I think that's Steelers colors. We're just very used to the Wisconsin of things. Okay, this is also not a This Is Us podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got distracted. Like we said, we do not know This Is Us. We don't care. <laughs> My... <laughs> <laughs> my Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Uh, did I say that right? I think Ventimig- it's Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia? Or is it Ventimiglia? I don't know. You have to know. You're the one that said it. <laughs> <laughs> you said it first. No. <laughs> my, our, my Milo 
is Jess. Yeah, agreed. Or Peter Petrelli. I don't know who Heroes. Oh, I never watched that. I, yeah, I watched that before I watched Gilmore Girls. Nice. So, um, so we had Gilmore Girls on DVD before uh, Netflix was a thing. See, so and I, I watched I it fucking to see over it. and over and over and yeah. over again. And I didn't like, get to see it until it was Netflix. So as yeah. an adult, I <laughs> devoured it. I grew up on it. Yeah. And. That's so lovely. And, we but didn't also, have WB. It's, <laughs> well, but like, because we had the DVDs, yeah. you know, um. Yeah, and my and my Mandy Moore is the I'm missing you like candy. Nice. Mine is Bad Girl from Princess Diaries. Yep. And Watcher Remember with fucking Shane West, who is hot as fuck. Oh my god! Holy shit! Nineties girl like Shane West. Oh my fucking god! I had a picture of him on my wall. Oh, so jealous. (laughs) Sometimes they add each other on Instagram, uh, Mandy Moore and Shane West, and I'm always like, I'll always remember. (laughs) It's late afternoon. So beautiful. And forget this is us. If you want to cry, her love (laughs) is like the wind. Can you tell I've practiced that before? Um, oh my god! We have to get back. We have to get back to Naomi. Um, okay, Naomi uh, loves her husband, who she's married to. She's getting uh, her valve is failing. Burke doesn't want to see her this soon. The valve should have done its thing. Her husband is really focused on what the doctors have to say. Yes, he is. She's obviously distracted and. To Burke, it seems like she's just really happy about, she got married, she's in love. Woo! Um, Meredith is with the husband on this. She's yes. like, okay, this is uncomfortable. Yes. This is not normal. Yes. And Meredith presents some possible ideas for what's causing the vowel failure and a dog bark We hear a dog her. bark in the background. Meredith kind of ignores it. Like, okay, we're ke- continuing on. <laughs> and also <laughs> Naomi tells them that um, Tom, her husband, is her drug Yes, she doesn't do drugs because she's got Tom. Your love is my drug. Um, Also, if you haven't listened to Kesha's new stuff since she's out under the thumb of her abuser, you really should. Rainbow is so good. Support her in this post. Praying is super good. Oh, my God. If you really want to cry, forget this is us. (laughs) Forget (laughs) this is us. Listen to the new Kesha <laughs> she's talking about praying that, oh God, that song is like hard for me to even talk about. It's so good. Oh, no. Ouch, my heart. Um, so then we're outside Naomi's room. Um, Meredith and Burke are discussing. Meredith thinks that Naomi's on drugs. <laughs> like, he's, she's high. <laughs> and Burke is like, no, she's in love. Like, oh, Burke. And Sorry, sweetie. Burke wants a talk screen and because... Um, he thinks that she's telling the truth. So yep, and Meredith says that nobody's that happy. Um, and there's another dog bark. Everybody's <laughs> a liar. Doctor Gray, is that a dog? No, no. <laughs> she's just kind of proving her point. No, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not a dog. That's right, because Meredith me. thinks everybody's a liar. So, um, yeah, which is the theme of this episode. Yes. Derek is working on the guitarist, Rick Freark. and yes. Finger guy. <laughs> tells him to keep his hand elevated, and then he leaves to talk to Christina. Yes. Um, he tells her, hey, Yay, you were a little harsh in there. And... Oh, well, he was lying. 
Yeah. She's not apologetic no. at all. Just very blank, but like that soft voice that well, is very lying. concerning because it's like, Dude, oh no, she's it's gonna like it's like when somebody's you. mad at you and is like, "Well, I guess we'll see about that." And you're like, yeah. "Oh shit!" <gasps> like it would be better if you were just screaming at me. Like, yeah, yeah. And then she kind of jumps up a little bit because she's kind of like, "One man's harsh is another man's refreshing." Yeah, which is kind of a cute yeah. little like. I like that. Actually. A little return to her back. Her normal yeah, totally. vibe. Yeah. yeah. And um, Derek tells her, we need to be compassionate. She says, compassionate? Yes, it's an emotion. You ever heard of it? And she goes, have you? Uh, Dude. And, and he pauses like, oh, what's this about? Like, what the shit? She's barely back on her feet and you've got her calling you McDreamy again. And she says it so under her breath, very quietly to him and is just so fucking mad yeah it's this very soft controlled oh shit girl yeah she's she's barely back on her feet like and she fucking cares about her friend and feels like he's taking advantage and fucking her up like that is why she's so mad like yep because you've got her calling you mcdreamy again what are you doing what are what's wrong Back with you? Off. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And Meredith didn't ask her to fight that battle. This is all Christina this, and yeah. her like mama bear energy and her warrior yes. energy to be like fuck this off. is my friend. Like, I am protecting her. Yeah, it's really yep. good. I just really like that. He thinks it's so light. It's like, yes, we need to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? And she's like, have you? Like, she takes it like this really... (laughs) This is not what this is about. (laughs) Right. Yeah, this really scary direction that he wasn't ready for, which is fucking good. Fuck off. Like, he's like, I'm not doing anything. And she's like, yes, you fucking are. Like, I like it. Um, We see George in some sort of supply closet who is (laughs) climbing a very precarious shelf, trying, struggling to reach the top of it to find the remote. And he's digging out a bunch of remotes. Um, the chief catches him and calls him out and uh, is like, oh, uh, what happened to the upper hand? Because he's getting a remote for Sophie. Um, I have, have you met her? Yeah. <laughs> and the chief kind of gives a little and says, well, how do you think she's stayed here this long? How do you think she has a private room? <laughs> so we find out she handled the chief, too. She handled you, too. And they can't keep her in the surgical service anyway. Yeah. And then the chief says, I do, I can't condone turfing patients onto another service. Yeah. Which is kind of a, this is your best option. Yep. I kind of, don't tell me about it, but you can do that. Like, this right. is what I want you to do, but... Yeah. But also, none of my business. Yeah. yeah. Um, so George comes into Mrs. Larson, Sophie's room. Um, he looks very happy and hopeful and smiling. Yeah, and he's kind of like raising his eyebrows a lot and looking at her with wide <laughs> eyes like, get it? Get it? Because he's telling her that, oh, your urine output was much more than yesterday. So we need to go down to gynecology to make sure it's not a prolapsed uterus. Mm. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. She and, totally gets it. The, well, at first she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, true, true. She <laughs> Honey, my uterus has not been an issue for 30 years. <laughs> and then he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, and then she gets it that that is what's going to help keep her here. Yes. If she wants to stay longer, this is what she has to do. Izzy kind of pops her head in um, as he's starting to move her bed. 
and says, you're not moving out. Yeah, she kind of starts arguing with George. About, right in front of a patient. What the fuck, Izzy? Izzy. <laughs> and then the patient is just incensed that a girl chose a dog over you. She <laughs> chose the dog. Yeah. Yes. Because it kind of comes out that Meredith picked Doc. Um, yeah, because George is like, oh, I made an ultimatum, so I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Sophie, so cute. Um, so we see the letter. Alex is looking at his results. Yes. He has not opened it yet. He's in the courtyard um, yep, where he's they waiting. have lunch sometimes. Um, and then he kind of, as Christina walks up, he quickly puts it away. Yeah. He's got a tray full of hot dogs in front of him. Yes. And then Christina walks up also with a tray full of hot dogs. And so does Izzy. <laughs> And, um... Oh, no. No, Izzy doesn't, but George runs in with some. Oh, yes, that's Izzy right. Izzy also sits down. Uh, They're like, yeah, are we gonna do this? Yeah, let's do it. Like... Yeah, George kind of runs in late, like, no, don't start without me. Guys! And Izzy <laughs> is distracted thinking about what to put on a flyer. Yeah. Christina she's... suggests destructive, aggressive, hell dog available. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get rid of Doc. But then, um, Christina poses a real... A good I, suggestion. Good suggestion. Yeah. Um, playful, protective puppy in search of a good home. And Izzy says, well, oh, that's good. And Christina says, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And Meredith comes up with Doc and greets George. And George is like, don't talk to me. You'll only make me mad. Oh like, gosh. I'm trying to get in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck You'll throw off. me off my game. George, like. <laughs> George. And then we have a timer starting. Knuckles are cracking. Go. And they start eating. They start competitively eating. <laughs> Yumi really inspired them. Um, Izzy doesn't <laughs> want George to leave, so that's why she's making the poster yeah, for Doc. Yeah, and Meredith was kind of like, oh, I said I was going to do that. And Izzy says, no, you weren't. Like, you like you might have said that, but you were never yeah, going to do it. Yeah, you didn't do so, it. Right. So I'm going to do it. And they're just in the background eating so many hot dogs. We'll post yeah. them in the pictures. <laughs> and... Um, Christina wins and is like, yeah. I beat your asses. Well, before that, though, because oh. Meredith and Izzy were still talking and Meredith was saying, oh, we got him together. He's your dog, too, which they did. Yeah. <laughs> they are equally. But then Izzy says, no, he's not mine. And he's not yours either, really, because we're not home enough for him to even know us. Oh, yeah. They don't have enough time for a dog. They, they are interns. They are at the hospital constantly. Maybe a cat. Maybe. They're yeah. like lower maintenance. A cat's already trained. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like an outdoor cat. Yeah. Um, Something chill. And then Christina wins and you yes. know, she's screaming, I beat your asses. Yeah. And she starts singing, you want to be me, but you can't be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's dancing. And then she gets a look on her face that, um, Uh-oh. oh, maybe those hot dogs aren't sitting so well. Uh-oh. And everybody scatters. Like, oh, she's going to blow. She's <laughs> going to blow. Yeah, they, everybody <laughs> runs off. It's kind of funny. I yeah. like when they are like children. Yes. It's a nice, like, reminder. They're having fun. Uh, we, we can see very briefly that on Alex's tray, he has only got like one hot dog left. Oh, he, he was so close. He was so close. George has like four left. <laughs> yeah, for real. He, he was not close, even though he was in the zone. Um. <laughs> don't talk to me. You'll mess me don't up. Don't talk to me. You'll only make me mad. Meh. Uh, uh, Patricia! Patricia! And the chief are walking and working. She has like a 
Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat on. Yes, I said colorful ethnic print jacket over a long tunic and red pants. Yeah. Very colorful. She's got layered necklaces. We know that she gets all of her stuff from Coldwater Creek. Oh my God. You guys. <laughs> I swear to God. The Coldwater Creek catalog. My mother had a Coldwater Creek catalog at home. I was home for a couple days at my parents' house. It came in the mail. She thought they had closed because she stopped getting them for a right. while. And then she I got it back. I didn't think that was a still thing. I, every page, I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> I, no, I always loved it. We got the catalog too. I don't think we ever bought. I don't think my mom ever bought anything from it. It's expensive. Right, it is. It's like $80 shirts. Yeah. But like every page, I was like, that's a Amazing. I really like <laughs> so beautiful. And I was like, so bohemian. I guess this is being 45. Like, yeah. here, look at this. Yes. Artisan patchwork <laughs> cardigan. It's like oolong. It and it says, Fair Isle it's inspiration. So, I mean, that's exactly like what Patricia's totally jacket is. looks like. Leads to updated spirit in this long sweater. Patchwork design on the front with a single vertical pattern on the back. <laughs> Bottom, uh, button front, ribbed trim at neck. Relaxed fit hits above the knee. Soft midweight cotton slash rayon slash nylon. Machine wash imported. And it is uh, $110. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a cheap catalog, but. Oh, my God. But that's goodness. absolutely where she shops. Or also the, like. Hey, I'm a middle school art teacher store. Yes, whatever store that happens to be. <laughs> it's, you know, if you are one. That is Patricia's vibe, and we love it. We love it. We um, eat it up. So the nurses are mad, and Patricia is reading their demands to the yes. chief. Um, and he's kind of like, oh, the nurses again? Like, can't you talk to them? Don't you speak nurse? You, you used to, to be, be one. one of them. Ugh. And Patricia is like, hey, surgical arrogance. This yeah. is what I'm talking this about. This is why you don't have their respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gestures she to the board, like, look at this board. Look at it. Yeah. And Chief is like, oh, it's a beautiful board because it's all full and neatly written. She says, this is a crowded board. It's a crowded board. You we need, need more, more nurses. More nurses. That's the only thing that's going to fix it because of the more hours they've been asked to take mm-hmm. on because of the shortened hours for the doctors. Um, yep. So then uh, we're working with Mr. Kimaji, which is... Um, Yumi's coach. Um, yes, we're seeing the scans. Um, Izzy is kind of gesturing to them as Bailey is explaining. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, this a, is why you've been hiccuping. There's a tear in the lining of Yumi's esophagus, and they can fix it surgically. Um, yes, but he wants to do it. The coach wants to do it after the competition today. Because yeah, after this competition, she's free until March. So her schedule is clear until March, and then Bailey says. No, her schedule is clear now. Yeah, she can't compete today. And if she enjoys the taste of solid food, she recommends giving this sport up altogether yeah. for something less aggressive. Yeah. Like, say, boxing. Right. And um, the coach asked them all to leave. Yeah, so... he wants some privacy. So we think, like, oh, maybe he's going to tell Yumi but... what's going on. But Bailey kind of... Pulls Alex to the side and asks him to go get the translator to make sure 
that she's getting the whole truth. Like, let's make yeah, sure. Because that's, you know, it's not an impartial third party. It's her coach. Right. Like, he has a vested interest in her being able to do this and compete. So, like, they want to make sure that Yumi knows the truth. Like, if I don't get this, you know, I can't compete anymore or whatever. So, yeah. Um, Christina... Um, is entering a patient room. She's going into Rick's room, and there are a Finger ton guys room. of musicians. <laughs> They're fucking smoking! Yeah, it's filled with alternative-type bandmates, is what I put, and it kind of reminds me of, like, Viper's crowd. It's so Viper! Viper! From the baby bike race! The dead like, baby bike Vi- race! Viper light. Like, his crowd was the real deal. They were these actual guys, hardcore. These guys really want to be... But they're not. No, they're not. You they're ain't no viper. They're punk light. L I T E. Yeah. Punk light. I just like if there's oxygen hookups, like they can't fucking you can't be smoke in a hospital. Doesn't that this happen? Mid two thousands. Like, it's a thing. Everybody fucking knows that. This isn't the eighties. You know these things. Is it in Grays or in a house that somebody smokes when there's an oxygen tank and they fucking like explode? I think both. Probably. We'll get there. I'm pretty sure it happens in Grey's. Yeah, I think so, too. So, uh, Christina tells them to put that out. You know, I've got to prep you for surgery. Can you ask your friends to leave? Yeah, she kind of kicks them out. And uh, he has a box of cigarettes. Yeah, he's got a little pack hidden underneath, like, a pillow or something on top of him. He says, oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to light it. I I just like holding it. Yeah, I wasn't going to smoke them. I was just holding them. Uh, and he tries, and she's just kind of like, yeah, uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She continues on. He tries to, like, have her throw them out to really Here, prove look, that- throw it out. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. Like, like, no, I don't care if you do or not. That's- That's your choice. Like, she doesn't believe him. And, uh, Christina's like, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. I don't believe you. That you can quit anytime or that you're done right. or anything. Um, and George. George is walking through the hall. Oh, Georgie. <laughs> and he hears singing. Oh, no. He stops. It's Sophie. Um, oh, no, he says. And there's Debbie again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the nurse knew. Uh, Debbie knew. So Sophie explains. Sophie is back. That. Uh, gynecology told her that since I had a hysterectomy back in 74, <laughs> I don't have a uterus to prolapse. <laughs> it's just so good. Like, Whoops. Whoopsie. George kind of sits down, like, defeated a little bit. Like, oh, no. And he says, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to help by saying, oh, I felt feverish all day. Oh. And he kind of gets excited and looks at her charts. Oh, there was Sorry, normal. Sorry, your tempo's normal. But George... she insists that she's she's warm. Right, George is like, well, I'm sorry, I have to call your daughter. And um, he comes oh. in to feel Sophie's head, and she, she holds him there. And she holds his hand says, very dramatically. You know, that must be one hell of a dog, like, yeah. for a girl to choose a dog over you. Those eyes and those firm hands. Yes, of course. Sure. God. I cannot imagine George having firm hands. Um, No, they're like puffy, he's got cute soft eyes. baby hands. He's, a, he's a sweetie, but... Loud. Sorry. <laughs> clink a clink clink. Clinkity clink clank. Um, uh, no, he does not have firm hands, I guarantee it. No. Um, She's so good though. <laughs> she So we have Meredith and Burke. 
uh, Mrs. Klein's tox screen and titer test came back negative. So, yes, and Meredith is really surprised by this. I didn't know what a titer test was, so uh, I, I looked either. it up. I did not. Um, <laughs> it is a laboratory test measuring the existence and levels of antibodies to disease in blood. Oh. Antigens are produced when an antigen... Antibodies are produced when an antigen, like a virus or bacteria, provokes a response from the immune system. This response can come from... Or when Miss Frizzle drives her bus into your yes! bloodstream. Can come from natural exposure or from vaccination or from the magic school bus. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, she's trying to figure out, like, does she have some weird, like, disease that's making her act like this? Does she take a drug? Like, yeah. Meredith is really sure that she's on drugs. She like, this, really felt like she was right. Because she seems like it. This lady does not seem normal. She does. Although Burke really thinks she does seem normal, which causes some concern. Right. Burke kind of laughs uh, and is like, Meredith, you have to adjust your worldview. Like, there's there's people that don't lie. Some people don't lie. But then he does give a little and say, well, but drug use would have explained the bowel failing, the action, you know, like, I guess, but... So he wants her to schedule the surgery. She turns to walk away to go do that. And then he asks her um, to come to dinner at their house. And the music just goes. (laughs) Meredith turns on her heels like, what? Oh, what? (laughs) Dinner. Our place. Mine and Christina. Why? Yeah. (laughs) You're Christina's best friend. I want her to feel welcome to have her friends in our home. Oh, she moved in with you? Yes, didn't she tell you? Uh, of, of course. Yeah. Yeah, she, told, she me. told me. Why wouldn't she tell me? She's in, right? Uh, which, you know, I think is great. I think is great. <laughs> and Burke says, great. Yeah, she kind of plasters this look on her face. Oh, oh my God, it's so great. awkward. Great. <laughs> it bodes well for the future of that relationship. It just is so... Uh, do you want to come over for dinner? And it sounds like it's just Burke <laughs> asking Meredith. So she's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's so good. I here? love it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah, they're like on the stairs and she's like, what? <laughs> it's great. Uh, Derek comes into the elevator and Christina's on there and he wants her to go back to Mr. Freark's room. He wants her to explain to him that she was wrong, that, hey, that he can quit. Right, somehow yeah. she had convinced him in her brief, like, oh, no, I don't believe you. Right. And Christina is not remorseful because the patient asked for her opinion. Yep. And she kind of resigns to what Derek is asking. I'm like, fine. Like, and he... She says, fine. And he goes, yeah. what is your problem? I'm what your the boss. You? What's yeah. the matter with you? Yeah. He doesn't like her tone. And she says, shut up. You're not my boss right now. We're in an elevator. That's your special, right? McDreamy moments in elevators. Yeah, your specialty. And she, he... <gasps> Dr. Yang's her. And she, she lays it out. Just for a moment. You are not... I am not Dr. Yang and you are not Dr. Shepard. Um, You're the guy who screwed up my friend, the guy who drove her to get a dog she can't keep, only because her boyfriend lied to her about his wife. Yes. And he... Oh, my I, God. The I part never, he picks up... I never lied. Um, that's the part you, is... Oh, it, omission can be lying. Listen up. You, yeah. I, just, I love that she has had enough. She just goes, shut up. Like, yeah. 
just say that to your boss. But, like, you know what? She's not wrong. Like, just no, for, you no. don't work in this elevator. Like, this, yeah, she's 100% right in all of her reads of him. Like, all of her critiques. There's a moment in the office when uh, Michael burns his foot and then Dwight gets a concussion. <laughs> and Jim has to drive them in Meredith's van. And Michael tells something to Dwight. <laughs> and Dwight says something like... You're not the boss of me. I don't work in this van. It just is like <laughs> in this temporary transportation space. Like you're not the boss of we me. We are equals. Fuck off. This is the fucking elevator. <laughs> and um, Christina's like, you know what? Um, I know a liar when I see one because I'm a liar. I am a liar. Ooh, it's just good. And she's it's so good. She knows it. To lie yeah. to a patient. You want me to lie to a patient? Fine. It's, she leaves. Tense. Oh, yeah. my God. It's so tense. It's tense, but it's also like he knows she's right. He And she knows, knows she's right. Uh, so Alex is bringing the translator back to Yumi's room. Yes. But she's gone. <gasps> she's not in the exam room where they Shocked left her. Oh, imagine that. And then he goes to the nurse's station to ask about Yumi, and the nurse tells Alex, oh, they left 20 minutes ago. And Alex is like, well, Um, she wasn't discharged. And the nurse is like, well, we're... Sorry, I didn't know. I thought someone else had taken care of the paperwork. We're so understaffed. We... It got missed. Sorry. Like... And, uh... She thought someone else had dealt with it. God. Or maybe she didn't, and she just didn't care because... Sorry, we're short-staffed. Hi, I've got a million other patients to deal with. Like, if somebody wants to fucking leave, then fine. Like... Yeah. I don't have They any... check themselves out. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Uh, and then we have Rick, Mr. Freeark, kicking a vending machine. <laughs> oh, he's mad. He really wants his cigarettes, so now he needs candy. And Christina's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh You're my on God. morphine. You're getting ready for surgery. You can't eat anything. You're out of bed. Like, yeah. You dummy. Um, and she calls him Mr. Freeark, but he's like... <laughs> No, Sorry. Mr. Freeark's my dad, man. She says, Rick, listen. Okay, this guy, he's not young. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sneeze away. Um, He's not young. He's like No, he's 30s. like early 40s, late 30s. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't look super, like, vipery or anything, but he really has some hang-ups about becoming his father. Mr. Freark. Yeah, we, we find totally. out in this very brief moment that he has some issues. Um, yeah. Daddy issues. Yeah. He's like, Mr. Freark's my dad. He has a comb-over and an annoying wife named Kimberly. Yeah, I'm assuming that's his, like, stepmom. Stepmom, yeah. Um, so, you know, Christina says, Rick, listen, earlier I was out of line. And Rick is like, no, man, you were right. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, he doesn't want to be the guy with a stump for in hand, sitting at the bar, telling everyone that he could play the guitar better than Dave Navarro. Which is so really Like, sweetie. Oh, honey. Honey. Yeah. You probably can't. Yeah, but it's Not that okay. Navarro, Dave Navarro's that great or anything, but... You but, probably can't. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and she's like, yeah, you don't want to be creepy, bitter guy. Okay. Okay, no, got it, yeah. <laughs> I just, I always think of Dave Grohl. Like, oh, yeah. And so and I was Dave like, Grohl's cool, cooler. Oh, for sure. Dave Navarro, Um, currently he hosts, uh, like, a tattoo competition on, I think, Spike TV or something like that. Uh-oh. Oh, shit, That's yeah. what most recently I knew that he did. He sort of looks like what you think Chris Angel should look like? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, oh Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And he was with Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. He was in Jane's Addiction. Okay, yes. And Trapping. now he hosts reality shows. A reality tattoo He's show. doing so well for <laughs> Okay, so Christina's <laughs> like, no, I get it. You don't want to be creepy, bitter guy. Like, yeah, like, let's move this along, condense it. Right. She's really good at that. Yeah. Like, and this is what it boils down to. We find out that Rick is just, he's sad because he didn't know his last cigarette was his last cigarette. Yeah. And what she actually, what she had said, and Derek had thought had deterred the guy from really believing that he could <laughs> give up the cigarettes, had actually kind of spurned him on more. Like, oh, no, I don't want to be that person. Right. So this is. Right. So I'm not going to. Right. Um, but yeah, he, he had his last cigarette that morning, but he didn't know it was going to be the last He didn't know it was his last one. Like, what is he supposed to do? Uh, so Christina gets an idea from that and she takes him outside. Okay, we're outside now. They're outside in like a little smoking area. Yeah. Right outside the hospital. I don't know. And Derek sees and fucking taps the glass and is like, (laughs) what the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah. He's not happy about it. (laughs) Christina's not, again, not necessarily remorseful. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah, she kind of looks like, oh, you caught me. Yeah. Um, we see Christina and Meredith in the observation room. I don't know whose who's surgery is that. Um, Do you know? I didn't notice whose it was. I don't know, but they um, are back in the observation deck, not the OR. Yeah, they've got coffees in their hands, and Christina's complaining that Derek won't let her stand too close during surgery. She has to stand in the back. She, she- can't even hold some forceps or whatever. She complains that McDreamy is being McDouchey. <laughs> oh, I think it might be Rick's surgery? Maybe? No, because she's... That's later. She's, yeah, she's you're right. in the back, yeah. Um, and Meredith presses, you know, did you move in with Burke or not? Yeah. And she's like, well, I told him I did, but I'm keeping my old apartment. Yeah, she's still got her apartment. She's still holding on, like... She's like, oh, I have all my clothes at Burke's apartment. All my stuff's there. I stay there every night. But. And apparently it's like, you have to tell him. Christina's like, no, I don't. Like. Yeah. And Meredith is like, so I'm going to fake dinner at fake moved into apartment. (laughs) Christina goes, no, I would never have you over. I would never invite you to dinner with Burke. That would be weird. weird. (laughs) Oh. It's very awkward. Because, you know, you think <laughs> about, it's like, like, yeah, that's my point. Like, right? It's weird. weird. Stop with the lying. You think about, like, the when um, Burke and Christina came to Meredith's house for Thanksgiving. Now, like, Izzy was hosting, but still, like, having Burke interact with her friends was, yeah. like, comfortable with Christina. Yeah. But Burke was like, here, let me take the initiative of, yes. like... You're her friend. He's and like, like, this is normal. This is what I'm doing. This is your yeah. house, so you should have your friends over. Like, oh, God. There's a lot of miscommunication there. There is. There's different... They're at different places yeah. in where they want this relationship to be and how fast they want it to be moving. And they have not had the conversation about this. Right. And I I honestly... I do not... I'm not mad at Christina keeping no. her apartment because she... Again, there's been so many ultimatums. It's never a good way to start so a relationship. So many ultimatums. She's... He's always shoving it in her face, like you have to do if this. If you don't move in with me, this then is why the normal then we're, thing. We're breaking up, and it's like yeah. she's like, well, okay, but I still yeah. want that like security blanket of like 
I don't maybe trust you all the way. So, like, yeah. maybe I do need my own space because what if this fucking blows Hi, up? I like to be a mess sometimes, so... Right, and should shit hit the fan, like, I'll have a, a landing pad. Like, yeah. I totally don't blame Christina. I think it'd be great if she could be honest, but, yeah. like... No, Burke... Burke's not good. No. <laughs> I don't... No. I don't like Burke. You're supposed I, to say, yeah. like, oh, he's the responsible grown-up. He's he's ushering her into grown-up life. And it's like, she's not no. fucking ready. She doesn't want to be ushed. No, okay? and he's putting her in so many uncomfortable positions. Yeah, for real. And he's forcing it on her. He like, is. I am your boss kind oh of way. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Which is not how a relationship should go. Yeah. Um, but Christina brings this conversation back around to McDreamy. Like, you're calling him McDreamy again. Like, and yeah. Chris, and Meredith is like, no, we're just friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're just sure. friends. Yeah. She's not ready to admit that yet. No, she's not ready to go there. Um, um, we see George trying to get another specialty <laughs> to take Sophie. He's trying to take her into infectious disease. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the infectious disease guy standing by the door, he's like, Really, West Nile virus? Like, are you kidding me? There's no... She's been in the hospital a month. There's no mosquitoes in the hospital. Dude. And um, to test her, I have to do a spinal tap. Yeah, Sophie kind of like looks at him and coughs. Like... <coughs> and then and she just turns on the charm. Um, And the guy asks, like, we'll have to do a spinal tap. And she says, will you be doing it? Well, it's okay oh, she, with me if he does it. You yeah, know? Like, she... She's so good. She's like, okay, chocolate eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Sophie. (laughs) And he is. He's very charmed by her. Immediately. She's got this wonderful magnetism. (laughs) She's so beautiful. For a 78-year-old woman. She's just lovely. Yeah. And she bids farewell to George. She says, nice meeting you, Irish. Yeah. Irish. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. (laughs) I love her so much. Um, Meredith is scheduling Mrs. Klein. Uh, she is checking on her and Mrs. Klein says, oh, you're such a gorgeous young woman. She's not there. She's, Meredith wants her to sign a thing for the surgery and Naomi yeah. is like off in La La Land and fucking tells Meredith, oh, you should smile more. Oh, we all love to hear that so much, don't we? Fuck off. Women love that line. Don't tell me what to do with my own fucking face. <laughs> tell us to smile more. That's all we want in life. You will get punched so many <laughs> times. God damn it. I hate that. And uh, she sees uh, Mr. Klein outside the room, and he is, like, hiding. Yeah, like, don't don't tell Naomi I'm here, but, um, like, she can be exhausting sometimes. And then Meredith's like, yeah, uh, she's really happy. <laughs> Her poor <laughs> husband is like, I was kind of hoping the honeymoon would be over by now. I mean, nobody is that happy. Yeah. Reiterating what Meredith had said earlier. Like, totally. nobody's that happy. And that kind of clicks with Meredith. Like, okay, I'm not wrong. Somebody else is seeing this and yeah. isn't just like, no, she's in love. Like, yeah, her it's own not just my, my damage that's <laughs> preventing me from seeing it's the not truth. Like dark and twisted <laughs> self. Yeah. And uh, so Meredith asks the, the people, I don't know. The yeah, she orders another talk screen. To do another talk screen. And the person asks, um, on whose orders? And she says, Dr. Dr. Burke, of course. Dr. Burke, of course. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Which is not true. No. Because Burke wanted her to leave it. 
Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> Izzy um, is getting Bailey in an on-call room. She tells Bailey that the paramedics are on their way with Yumi Miyazaki. Yeah, Bailey's been laying down on a bed, but she's, like, rubbing her tummy. Mm-hmm. She's not been feeling the best. Mm-hmm. She's a little uncomfortable, and when she stands up after that, that she kind of... <laughs> Pauses for a minute and, like, kind of moans into it. She's feeling the contraction. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yumi collapsed at the taste of Seattle, and she was vomiting blood. Oh, God. And Bailey probably, you know, thinks that Yumi probably tore her esophagus in two by now. Yeah. And Bailey needs a second getting up, and Izzy is very ready to jump in. Um, Yeah, Izzy's kind of wondering if she's okay. But then then Bailey jumps back into quizzing her. Yep, complications of Borhave syndrome, which is the esophagus ripping. That's Mm. all that is. Um, So thank you, Borhave, for uh, finding that esophageal share. When you uh, rip the esophagus, then it's a Borhave syndrome. That's what he said. Yes, that's what Borhave said. I Dr. heard it. Borhave. I listened to a recording. Um, that was that was the actual recording. That was his voice. <laughs> we played or her it. voice. Uh, we do not man. know. Is it a man? Oh fuck yeah! I mean, yeah. it's always a man. It's always a man. That old timey doctor shit is always a dude. Fuck that. Because they didn't let women be doctors. They were like, no, no, timeies. no, no, no. They were great at painting realistic body shapes of women, but they were terrible at letting women. Work, do things, live, <laughs> enjoy life. <laughs> um, so then we are working on Yumi. Um, she is stable but not well. Um, they're gonna go into the OR. Yeah, and- Bailey's still teaching, she's like teaching Karev, um, asking him questions, and Bailey kind of has like a sharp pain. <sighs> yeah, um, Yumi- oh, wait, am I in the wrong thing? Where I'm not I? sure. Um, ah! What did I do? Yumi grabs Alex's hand. Yes. And her coach is outside the room and Alex is like, the coach should be the one on the gurney. And Bailey wants him to focus, you know, focus on saving this woman's life. And and Alex disregards as they wheel off yeah, into the keep OR. Your eyes on the prize. He says, uh, I'll meet you up there. And then yeah. Izzy stops too and is like, hey, hey, whoa, what are you going to do? Punch him? And uh, yeah. apparently. Punch him out. That and was his plan. Alex says, yeah. <laughs> Izzy sees fucking right through it. Yeah. She's like, oh, so you can get yourself kicked out of the program so you don't have to open your, or you can't find out or before you open your board scores. Right. Because yeah. if you get kicked out, then you don't have to face having possibly failed. Right. So that's what you're about to do, right? God, you're an idiot. And she gets a page and she turns and leaves. Yeah. I was wrong. I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh, no worries. When I, from at the beginning of this, that, uh. Bailey is quizzing Karev after they're in yep. the OR. <laughs> so now we're in Yumi surgery, and Bailey yes. is back at it teaching. And um, Alex has it right, yeah. but um, as uh, Bailey is talking, she gasps. Yeah, and she, she kind of has steps to pull away back. from the patient. Yeah, and Izzy is like, "Doctor Bailey, those aren't Braxton Hicks contractions. I believe you're in preterm labor," yes. <laughs> which is like kind of big to declare because it's saying like. You need to leave yeah. when you're the student. and yeah, yeah, which Bailey's annoyed by that, but she knows that that's the truth. Right. But yeah, if it is pain, if you're feeling actual pains, <laughs> yeah, it's not Braxton Hicks. Right. Like oh. if it's uncomfortable, you know, Braxton Hicks don't hurt at least as much. I guess it depends on a person's pain tolerance probably. Sure. But for me, it was never painful. 
It was just, it was just like you'd feel the tightness. Like you could feel the contraction. But it wasn't like a pain. Sharp. Yeah. Okay. There wasn't a sharp pain. Sometimes it was like, oh, I can't breathe because everything's tight and I can't like catch a breath. Yeah. Huh. But. Okay. Um, wow. Can I, yeah. can I ask you a question? They're very okay. different. Yeah. Andrew's going to be done at like 6.45. Uh-huh. Do you want him to pick up Taco Bell? Yeah. What do you want from Taco Bell? Um, a cheesy bean and rice burrito. Just one? Uh, two. Two cheesy bean and rice burritos. And that's it. Hot sauce. Yes, please. Taco Bell run, y'all. He won't be done for a little bit, but that's okay. Um, so still in Yumi surgery, um, the chief comes in. (laughs) Why wasn't I called sooner? (laughs) And Bailey is sitting telling Dr. Weber what she was planning to do in the surgery. And he's like, yeah, no, I taught you the procedure. (laughs) Yeah, he's taking over. Now leave. Because we still only have two general surgeons, apparently. Apparently those are the only two. They are the only general surgeons. Which is just, that's not possible. It's just, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like you would at least have one more person. At le- for the size of that, like... And especially because one of them is the chief of surgery. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's pretty busy. Right. But, I don't know. I guess they don't have a lot of nurses either, so... I, right? Maybe they're just short all around. Yeah. Um Bailey's really reluctant, but eventually she yeah. kind of gives in and leaves. So then we have Meredith approaching Burke at the nurse's station, uh, where well, she at the, forged Yeah, wherever the It's like the pathology yeah, front pathology desk area. Maybe. Yeah. Um it's where she forged the tox screen results and uh he got paged yeah. for um an ex- the extensive blood work that he ordered. Yeah. He calls her out on that for says, forging his signature. You forged my signature? That's really bad, right? Oh, yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and the tests were still negative, And she's... Naomi Klein is not on drugs. She's shocked. And she's still surprised. Like, really? Meredith is like, that's it? No, damn it, Gray, and storm out? And Burke is like, well, I could do that if you'd like. <laughs> Next time you forge my signature, let me know and say that'll save me a trip. <laughs> right. And um, he doesn't want to be bothered. He doesn't care if you forge his signature. Just like, just don't stuff. fuck up my day. Well, then even more results come in. And yeah, we there's find one more paper. That Naomi Klein's serotonin is through the roof. Yeah. And Burke is asking Meredith as they walk, you know, did you take a detailed history? When did she develop asthma? We found out it was after her first surgery. Dun, dun, dun. So. It means something. So now they are telling Naomi and her husband that they found a carcinoid tumor. Yes. Um, which explains all the symptoms. Like all these random, seemingly unrelated, unrelated symptoms have to do with this. It's very rare. It's almost impossible to diagnose because it shows up as like these really unrelated things such as adult onset asthma, 
Val failure, increased serotonin, producing euphoria. Yeah. And Naomi still is like giddy and goofy. She's like, what? What are you talking and about? And the husband's like, oh, good. <laughs> the husband is so relieved. He's like, oh, thank oh, God. Like, you mean you can cure her? <laughs> and Meredith goes, I'm sorry. Your body is lying to your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dark, but I kind of like it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're not just in love. Nope. Um, and they kind of leave and Meredith is thanking Burke for not chewing her out. Yeah. But he, and then he thanks her in turn because he thinks <gasps> yes. that she is the one who convinced Christina to move in and she doesn't, um, go against this notion of his. No, she doesn't. Well, Christina says, you know, about, or sorry, Burke says about Christina, she's very strong, but she listens to you. Yeah. And, uh, Meredith knows that's not the whole truth. You didn't, Christina didn't, didn't really actually move in. move in. Like, so she can't really say anything. Oh my God. But also, what made him think that she was like, oh, like she was the one who would be like, oh yeah, move in with him. You Yay! should. Well, it's because girlfriend doesn't really know anything about Christina. No, he, he doesn't. He thinks that he does. He but thinks he knows Christina so well, and he doesn't at he all. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. So... Um, then yeah. we are working on Rick's hand in surgery. And Bokey's there! Bokey! Um, you know, Derek is asking, you know, if he has any sensation in his left arm. Um, uh, and they start to pull up the curtain. Yeah, to kind of separate him so he doesn't see what's going on. Because Rick he'll be is awake. awake. Yeah. But he wants to see. He says, I want to watch. no, leave it down. So I can stop, you know, never smoke again. Oh. Yeah, he wants to remember every nerve and every little thing that gets attached so that he knows that that is what will be destroyed if he ever smokes, smokes. again. And Christina is on the floor of the ER, or the OR, um, yeah, watching. Yeah, kind of a few rows back in people, and he... Rick says that I smoked my last cigarette, and then he looks and makes eye contact with Christina. Yeah. And then Derek notices that. He looks back at Christina, and he's kind of pleased about that. Like, oh. It's a nice moment. Like, you were right. You this did is what get you, through to him yeah. with your harshness. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so then we have Sophie's adult daughter talking to the head nurse, Debbie. Well, before that, though, very briefly, oh. in the doorway... Kind of framed in the doorway. They're in the background. But in the foreground, we see three nurses who are kind of whispering to each other. Very briefly. Oh. And then they all go separate ways. I miss that. Yeah. They sort of disperse. And then we see Debbie's. It's not something you're necessarily supposed to notice. But after watching and knowing what happens. It does It's occur. like, oh, this is. It's coming. Yeah. It's building. Yeah. Um, yeah, Debbie is talking with an annoyed woman who also has red hair. <laughs> and the nursing home told this uh, woman that her mother never showed up. She never showed up. How is that possible? And um, then Sophie's, Debbie says, like, oh, you, she, she wouldn't leave. Right. And <laughs> Sophie's adult daughter says, you couldn't make her leave? Yeah. And Debbie says... Have you met your mother? <laughs> Which is mother. such a nice, like, how I met your mother kind of almost a reference, yeah. <laughs> but it's not at all. I just liked that. Uh, have you met your mother? Have you met your mother? And then George walks by. And yeah. <laughs> he kind of sees her and he realizes who she is and he's like, oh, hi. <laughs> hey, um, your mother is in the infectious disease service. 
<laughs> and George is so not reading it. That, no. Like, and the daughter just, like, she cannot raise her eyebrows high enough about everything. She's, like, rolling her eyes, like, oh. She's unbelievable. He's like, yeah, she is. <laughs> George loves her. And the daughter is so fucking annoyed. And George is like, yeah, she is unbelievable. She's great. <laughs> I can't read tone of voice or social cues. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then George is like, oh, um, is the room ready for her? And like, is her room ready? Uh, and she's like, yeah, it's been for weeks. Um, oh, no, not not at Sugar Maple. At your house. And then he's kind of like, she looks at him, raises her eyebrows even higher. The pink room. Yeah. You know, um, the thing. Like, And it kind of clicks in his head. Like, oh, oh there Sophie isn't a pink room. isn't going with her daughter. She's going to Sugar Maple. Like, Sophie is watching TV and he walks in. She's like, oh, you... You won't catch my disease, will you? Right, yeah. And he's he's kind of sweet and a little like, oh. Yeah. yeah. She feels a little bad for More her. More pitying. And she's got this, like, ruffled, quilted pink coat on. Yes, a little, like, house coat. Yeah, with, like, ruffled trim. That yeah. matches her pink nightgown. Yeah. And she, she's so happy to see George. And yeah. then he tells her, oh, your daughter was just here and... Her face kind of falls. It falls, and I took pictures of everything of this Aww. of this thing because it makes me cry every yeah. time. Um, and you see her face fall because she knows what that means, and she says, "Nursing homes are for old people." Yeah, she says, "I'm elderly. I know I'm elderly. I know that." Um, and she looks at him. Look at her eyes. <laughs> She's like. Tearing up, she says. But I, I, I don't want to have to go to that old. place. I'm afraid I'll become old. And George is reassuring. He says, "I, I don't think that's possible." And yeah, he you holds know, her hand. I'd keep you here if I could. And she says, "No, you can't waste any more time on me. You have to go balls out with the dog." <laughs> <laughs> And um, that was George's face when she said that. (laughs) And, um, you know, she doesn't want him to give in. She wants him to fight. Fight for what's yours. Yeah, life's too short for you to give in. Yeah. Um, And he kisses her hand and he turns and kind of walks out. And she says, that, my friend, is a a swagger. Yeah, he finally has a little Irish swagger she was looking for. And he puts his hand on the door as it closes because, you know, an infectious disease. It's, it's like all the sealed. Full, like, <laughs> automatic doors. It's yeah. not just a regular door. And he puts his hand on the door and she, like, she puts her hand up dramatically. And I love that that little oh, movement so much. Cause so cute. She is from the stage. Totally. She is this drama. Yeah, I, I like love it. Oh, what a sweet uh, Love it. We're in Yumi surgery. Yes. The chief is now fully taken over. Yes. He's explaining his next move and someone... Knock on the window. Taps on the glass from the scrub room. Yes. She holds up a paper and then enters the OR. Yeah. Because he kind of looks at her, but then he looks away and gets right back to it. Like, I don't care what she's doing. Who cares? Um, and she walks in when he doesn't pay attention to that, and he asks her, what's going on? And she says, you know, what is it, 6.06? Well, she says, I tried, but I, but you wouldn't listen. It's 6.07. She kind of looks at the, at the clock. Yep. And says, the 6 o'clock nurses aren't going to be coming in. They were scheduled at 6. They are not coming. And he comes right back. Do you have any idea what a sick out would do to this hospital? 
She already put in the call for temps. Um, and she sets down the paper. He asks what it is. And she says, it's, this is officially the notice. We are going on strike in 10 days. Yeah. Nurses strike. Nurses strike is strike. coming. Strike. 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 Because you know what? Don't shit on Don't nurses. Don't shit on nurses. They're fucking incredible. Don't shit on nurses. They make the world go round. Truly. It, <laughs> it was true. You know, in, the, in very early episodes, we had a couple of moments of don't shit on nurses. Yeah. This has been coming for a long time. It's coming back around. They were building this up. Yes. And especially in the last couple of episodes, they've mm-hmm. emphasized how shitty the doctors are to the nurses. Yeah. And you know what? They're not going to fucking take it forever. Like No. Fuck you. They don't have to. They shouldn't right. have to. Right. Yeah. Um, so then we have um, Alex. and Yeah, he's looking down at Yumi, checking on her after surgery. He's working she's, on some papers. And she's doing good. And he's telling her this, but she does not speak English. There's no translator, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Yumi is kind of whispering to Izzy, but they need a translator. And I wondered, like, can you whisper after your esophagus gets sewn back together? <laughs> Apparently she's doing great, so, you know. I guess. Um, and then her coach comes <laughs> back and Alex says, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, they walk out and kind of walk into him. Like, he's been hovering. He yeah. feels really bad. You can tell by he his face. He does. He thought, he feels oh, awful. she'd be fine. But uh, he says that he feels so- he's sorry and he thought she would be fine and that she'd make it through that last competition. Um, and Alex says, don't tell me that. Tell her. Tell right. her that her career is over because right. of you. Because of you. And then they do let him into the room. Yeah, he step takes a step back. This is very different from the, I'm going to punch him out, Alex. Yes. A second ago. Yes. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Shortly before the surgery. And then we see her coach bow deeply in oh, regret. Yes, he bows very deeply. It's... Like, I don't know a ton about Japanese culture, but I know there are different bows. And that one seems like, I have wronged you. I am you. so sorry. I am very yeah. sorry. Like, and, uh, you know, Izzy uh, kind of nods and Alex grabs his letter out of his pocket. And yeah. she tells him, oh, it's way better than punching him out. <laughs> And he asks her to open the letter. He wants her to read it. Yeah. And He's scared, too. He says, well, you already think I'm an idiot, so it won't be a great shock. Yeah. And he, he <laughs> turns away as she opens it. He doesn't want to look. Yeah. And she reads, and she doesn't have any reaction on nope. her face, which is very interesting for Izzy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Miss emotion, uh, yeah. And she says, congratulations, you are not an idiot, except for when you're being an idiot. Except for when you're being an idiot. (laughs) So he passed. And she hands him. Yeah. And he looks at it too like, oh, she, sure? Like, did she really read that right? real? Because, yeah. He passed. He passed his boards. Alex isn't going anywhere for many, many seasons to come. He keeps signing contracts to be Alex Grev. Other (laughs) people might leave sooner, Christina and she's checking on those fingers. Yeah, she's looking at Rick's fingers. They're like rigged up in a thing to keep it above his head. Yeah, and, and like a cast and she's touching them, like moving them around and she says, good. Yeah, they look good. <laughs> and, um, and walks out and Derek kind of walks in as she's walking out. And yeah, uh, Derek asks, you know, how does it look? And she, Christina says, oh, I think he'll make it. 
Yeah, well, he asks how he's how he's doing, and she says, "Well, he's jonesing for a cigarette, but I think he'll make it to the end of the day." Okay. Uh, so she's kind of she's not really conceding her point from earlier. Sure, like she still maybe doesn't believe that he's gonna make it, but she does. Right, like I think she turned the corner in the surgery, like in the OR when he made the eye yeah. contact with her. Yeah, but now she isn't gonna say that. <laughs> right, and uh, Derek tells Christina, you know, I was being nice to her. Um, I can be nice without being, you know. And Christina says, McDreamy. McDreamy, yeah. I know. <laughs> and he, Derek says, I really can. And she says, okay. And he okay. says, okay then. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. She still doesn't believe him. No, she's <laughs> not buying it. And at least she's called his attention to this of like, hey, like, you're not fucking getting away with this. Like, I yeah. see it. Like, yeah. you're not fooling anybody. Like, you it, can say it all you want, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We see Addison walking with Bailey, who's being pushed in a wheelchair. Yeah, she's telling her that she needs to go on bed rest. Yeah, and the rest of the interns are kind of trailing behind. Yeah, she has to be bed rest at home until the baby comes, and she is pissed. Yeah. Bailey is so mad. Bailey thinks that'll be hell. And um, <laughs> Izzy says hell with movies and books. Right. <laughs> Izzy hands her a, a little present. Yeah, uh, it's from all of us. Lavender wrapping paper and a bow. Yes. Um, looks like a book, maybe. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's like the shape of it. And yeah. <laughs> then, you know, she's in the elevator and Bailey close, you know, keeps the, the door, door from yeah, closing. Yeah, the doors are about to close and she kicks her leg out. With her little, yeah. like, loafer. <laughs> I may be 47 months pregnant. <laughs> I may be on bed rest. I may not be able to see my own feet, but I am Dr. Bailey. But I am Dr. Bailey. (laughs) I hear everything. I'm watching each and every one of you, and I will return. Oh, my God. It's so good. I love it. It's such a good speech. It's so good. You think about, like, their first day where she was, like, you know, when I move, you move. And, like, yeah, you're always it's following It's the Nazi. Yeah, 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 it's her. She fucking knows. And she's like, whatever shit you try to get away with, I'll be back. Yes. So, like. <laughs> I will see it. I know what it's you're doing. so good. Um, and then we see Chief Weber erasing the OR He's board. He's erasing the board. There's some um, nurses talking behind him. Derek walks up and says, strike. And the chief says, strike. Yeah. And Burke comes up too, and they're both there, and he says, You are all a bunch of arrogant surgeons. And Which walks is away. what Patricia, Patricia. told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird how the chief can just like not take that on and be like, It's your fault. You're a bunch of arrogant surgeons. Yeah. Like he doesn't take any responsibility not for me. it. Hey, you guys are the problem. Like it's that the lying. <laughs> Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> lying to himself, anyway. Totally. Uh, we see Meredith, who's back in an observation room, and she looks like she's just kind of hanging up the phone. She's a big old flip phone. <laughs> big old flip phone, which is very different from her um, sidekick that she had recently in yeah, a different what the episode. Heck? Where is your sidekick, girl? Maybe she dropped it in the toilet. Um, and it and was Christina's Izzy calling. Wa- Christina's walking in, so yeah. she's talking to her. Yeah, that was Izzy. She refuses to take the dog home. And... Then Christina kind of concedes. She says, you know, fine. If you want me to tell Burke I didn't move in, I'll tell him. 
And Meredith says, nah, you know, don't don't tell him. No, don't. Yeah. It not, can wait. Not tonight. Don't tell him now. It can wait. Yeah, because she's kind of turned the corner on that. Like, maybe that isn't the best option in and, this situation. Right. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe it would be worse to say something now. And like, maybe I shouldn't be the one telling you to say Because I am a hypocrite here. Because she says, I lied about dark, uh, about dark, dark. <laughs> <laughs> because I lied about Derek. We're not just friends. He's still McDreamy. I mean, I'm not. He's still just McDreamy. Yeah. Yeah. So and Christina says, I know. Yeah. Christina she knew. She knew when Meredith told her that it, no, it's fine. She, Christina's like, no, it's not. Like, but, no. you know, maybe Derek is just friends, but Meredith isn't. So. Yeah, but also Derek is not just No, friends. he's not. He's less friends than Meredith. Shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, you can just tell by the look in his eye. Anyway. And then we have this <laughs> poor puppy in the locker room. Poor sweet Doc. He's laying in the locker room and George walks in and kind of glares at him. <laughs> like, oh, standing up to <laughs> that guy. And George comes in. Yeah, he sits near Meredith and he tells her, you don't get to choose. Yeah, I know you've been going through a bad time. I know that you miss uh, Shepard, I think he says. He calls him Shepard. He says, yeah. you get points for breathing in and out. You yeah. get to be a little selfish, but you don't get to pick a dog over me. I've earned the right to be seen, to be respected. Yeah, he says, I buy your tampons. <laughs> Which he did that one time. He did. So. Um, to <laughs> not have you think of me than less than a dog you got from the pound. So, which he's not totally wrong on any of that. No, like, no, you're he's, he's your friend. not wrong. Like in this moment, he what he's exerting is true and very reasonable. Of like, yeah. hey, that was really not cool to like try and pick an animal over me. Like, yeah. I am your friend, and like that was really shitty. Like, and um, you know, he's staying. He's not gonna yeah, move he, out. I'm not moving out, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I've earned of... the right to be seen and to be respected. Yeah. And you get that by just being human, you know? Yeah. He shouldn't have to list, like, I bought your tampon, so you should listen to me. It's like, as a human, you have the right to be respected yes. and to be seen. Yeah. He also does not have the right to make ultimatums about dumb stuff. Nope. He put himself Don't in that be position. Dumb. But, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If she had been the one making the the ultimatum, right? Um, then yes, he would be in the right, right. But he's the one who put that on himself. So yes. Anyway, we see Christina, who still looks really conflicted. She's sitting in bed. Oh, Burke is laying down, and she lays down next to him and kind of cuddles in, and he rolls over and spoons her and puts his arm around her. And he says, oh, I'm glad you moved in. And she lies and says, so am I. Yeah. Yeah. So am I. She's like, she seems kind of tense in bed. Yeah. And Burke either ignores it or doesn't see it. He doesn't notice. And just He thinks her. that's how she is. Well, she is. She kind of is that tense yeah. normally. It's, it's not good. Um, <sighs> he doesn't care. 
We have Doc in the Jeep with the interns. Yes, and Meredith and Izzy and George, they're getting out of out of the Jeep and getting Doc out. And they have, like, all of his stuff. Yeah, They've got the leash, dog bowl. And, and they are at Derek's trailer. They're at the trailer and the shepherds come out. And they say, oh, he's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for doing this. And I know Addison, it's a lot to ask. Yeah, yeah. Addison takes Doc and she says, oh, it's just a dog. Yeah. Which is like, oh. God, she's lying to herself. It's not just a dog. It's really not. And everybody kind of gives Derek and Meredith a minute. Because Addison went inside with the dog. Yeah, Addison went inside. She's wearing a turtleneck and this drapey brown sweater, which Ooh. I was, thought was a really interesting. It's like, casual Addison. Look at <laughs> me. So casual. She's wearing jeans. Straight from Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. And uh, then. Uh, <laughs> oh, so casual from Nordstrom Rack instead of Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Izzy and uh, George also are like, oh, okay. We'll, we'll wait in the car. We'll give you a second. So Meredith and Derek are left alone, and Meredith says, oh, she she tells them all these things Thanks about Doc. Thanks for doing this. I know it's a lot to ask. She yeah. was like, oh, he's not housebroken. Yeah, like, I should have told you that. Um, and she says, you don't have to do this. Yeah. And he looks at her says it's just a dog it doesn't mean anything he says something about like oh i have all this land it's going to waste and she says derek and he says it's just a dog it doesn't mean anything he'll be fine and you hear the 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 sort of voiceover is saying the truth about truths is that it hurts and so we lie the truth hurts so we lie yeah yeah and he she is kind of like okay Okay. He'll be fine. All right. She walks away, and you just see Derek watching after her. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Looking so sad. Yeah. And that's the end of that And that's episode. the end of season two. Bummer. Episode 14. 14. Yeah. Crazy. What a weird little ending. Sweet little lies. Express lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Lots of people lying. Lots of lying and lying to themselves more than other people, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. I just really so like. So true to life. Naomi's story is so good. She's like, <laughs> I'm just happy. Her I'm husband in is love. like, I got married. Her husband is like, oh God, please help me. <laughs> She's not normal. <laughs> oh, thank God. He can cure her. Yeah. Oh, a carcinoid tumor. Poor baby. Yeah, we don't really see what happens after that. No, that. but I'm but sure she's, she's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. We are Oof. like, it's the day after Halloween while we're recording. Yes. So, um, you want to give a little Halloween update to the folks? Halloweeny update? Yeah. I mean, my kids. Yeah, tell were, us what your um, kids were. We went trick or treating, and my children, my six year old daughter was Ann Wheeler from. Um, the Radist Showman. Yay! So Zendaya's character yeah. with pink hair. And then my three-year-old son chose to be a carrot. Yeah, he was <laughs> a carrot! He was so cute! It was an idea that he just, he came up with. My and gosh. he was set on that. And he briefly changed his mind to a dinosaur at one point and was like, oh, you were a dinosaur last year. And then he went back to being a carrot. He's like, and carrot, he, it is. He wants 
wanted to be Carrot. He was so cute. It was so cute. It was my favorite <laughs> costume. I loved it. Um, I was with my nieces uh, in Illinois, and we did also like the downtown trick or treating, mm-hmm. and which is the best. Hey, people who might have children at some point, if you're listening, yes, take them to the stores around a downtown area yes. where you have like every store. Someone is sitting there with candy. You don't have to walk as far. Yes. You don't have to, like, go to someone's random house, yes. knock on the door, wait for that, or wait in line for someone. Yes. Like, with other kids. Yes. It goes really fast. And yeah. And you get more candy that way. And uh, the town where we were at, they also had one at the mall. Yes. But we did the, like, downtown. We, we used to do the mall when nice. I was a kid. Yeah. We did that a few years. I never did that as a kid. We you always ran around so the neighborhood. much candy. That's awesome. That way. We didn't have a neighborhood, though, growing right. up. We lived yeah. on the highway. So we did the downtown one. My niece, who is three and a half, was Fancy Nancy. Cute. Which is a Disney Junior character who <laughs> kind of teaches vocab, and she'll be like, that sounds exquisite. That's fancy for great. You know, she like kind of <laughs> teaches kids, like, basically, like, fancy word similes or, no, what is it? Um, Synonyms? Synonyms. She teaches kids Sim- synonyms. Cinnamons. Cinnamons. Um, <laughs> and then my younger niece, who's like one and a half, we put her in this princess costume <laughs> and she got it on and she was like our pirate and we're like okay well sure pirate princess we don't have yeah. any pirate <laughs> but i guess you could be one so um it was really fun and there was a store yeah. with like a girl who had this like she was sitting outside in this huge blue like prom dress with like sparkles. Nice. And she was just like a princess. And yeah. we saw a couple of other fancy Nancys. We saw a ton of unicorns. We saw a lot of dragons. I saw a lot of dragons also and a lot of Incredibles. <gasps> okay. You, there was I saw so, some Incredibles. I saw so many Incredibles. Nice. Um, we saw a lot of people as um PJ Masks. Yes. PJ Masks and... Um, so we saw a lot of like Gecko and like Catboy, the yeah. green and the blue one. Well, then my niece was like, I didn't see an owlette, which is the red one. She's like, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> we're like getting in the car. We've already done the trigger treating. It's after lunch. We're like, yeah. we're about to go home. This family walks by. The mom is one. One of the, you know, the dad is the gecko. The one kid is is the blue one. And then the last kid is Owlette. And we Yay! saw it. We're like, it's she, I've never seen PJ Masks, clearly. And um, my niece was like already buckled in. She's like, <gasps> and this kid like like peeked in the minivan and was like, hi. Like, <laughs> I'm like she was so Rounded excited out her time. It truly did. It was Good. wonderful. Yeah. Good. And just so fun to like. Especially, I think if you're a downtown business, it's great foot traffic. I had oh, never yeah. been in those stores. Like, well, a lot of them give out like flyers or little, little coupons. Yeah, yeah, coupons. That's a good way to get people in. Totally. I got coffee at the coffee shop. Yum. We were walking for a dollar. So nice. That's awesome. Needed it. Yeah, for real. Well, yeah. I realize it'll be long after Halloween when we post this. But yeah. We try to get a couple weeks ahead because uh, our life is our life. And yeah, things happen. It's just unknowable and unpredictable. And I'm not the fastest editor, so. Yeah. <laughs> but We're making this up as we go. Our Instagram is at Shades of Grey's Pod. 
And you can email us at shadesofgrayspod at gmail.com. Yeah. DM us, email us, whatever. Yeah. Let us know something. Um, We like to post, like, screenshots of the episode we've just posted. Yeah, the things we find amusing. Oh, my God. Some of them are so good. And I like to do, like, a post and then be like, when your friend tells you she picked a dog over you. Like, <laughs> those kinds of things. So Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're there to find. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you got? Um, I don't know. Is there any Netflix recommendations or things like that recently? I was going to say I listened to... Or I didn't listen to... I watched the whole... Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, what'd you think? It was great. I loved it. Nice. It was very... Like, it It was a little creepy, but also on the edge of, like... Kooky? Yeah. Okay. Kind of silly in places. Nice. You know, kind of... That's a good balance. I feel like it really could cross over with Riverdale, even though they're two different. Mm-hmm. One's Netflix and one is CW. But yeah. they could easily... It's the same sort of vibe. Like, kind of dark, but also has, like... Oh, we came from comic books, so <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, um, I haven't really been watching any new TV, but I have been reading more of The Body Keeps the Score, and mm. um, I have been reading. I've been reading Untrue: Why Nearly Everything We Believe About Women, Lust, and Infidelity Is Wrong, and How the New Science Can Set Us Free by Wednesday Martin. Um, it's super interesting. She takes the, like, science of, like, men need to spread their seed with multiple partners and women need to find one person that's going to protect their offspring. And is like, actually, that doesn't hold up when that study is replicated. And we've just, like, taken this as the truth. And it's kind of not. Like, it's sort of untrue. It was a cultural thing. Yeah. It's super interesting. There is, it's definitely, like, a book for grown-ups. Uh, sure. They she talks about something called skirt club, which is very sexy. And yeah. So you children listening right now, hey, you don't, don't even think about it. Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. So the reason I found out about this book is because there was a article in a Psychology Today about like female like infidelity and like why you know something and i was like oh like that's really interesting yeah well, then in this article like the stigma levels are so different, different. For the different yeah it's crazy so then in this article all the art was like these beautiful renaissance paintings and so instead <laughs> of it just being one man and one woman they added another person into these renaissance paintings in the exact same oh. style and so i was like wait is this a real piece of art and then like i like Ooh. looked them up and so then at the bottom it was like this is you know either i'm not sure if it was an excerpt or the author of the article or they were just referencing that book i'm not totally sure because i didn't really read it i just looked at the pictures but um that led me to this book and it's super interesting and just like a lot of concepts i've never considered before and interesting worth your while so in the very like first chapter she's talking about that she was uh, wednesday martin was doing sex research and talking to individuals and these women were like well you know, I'm going to skew your results. Like, my sex drive is crazy. Like, you don't even include me in your research because I'm, so I'm going to throw the curve. And 
so many women told her that. And she's like, <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, you know what? Something's got to give. Like, that's not possible for that many people to be like, I am the weird one. Please don't include me. Like, Oh, that's so sad. Them, it Truly, it is. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Like, this whole story of, like, men just want to fuck and, like, ladies just want someone to snuggle. It's like, yeah. doesn't really hold up. Like, wow. And she talks about all these, like, primates she studied oh my god it's super interesting so if you are like if you feel like that or whatever like interested in the subject if you're she talks about consensual non-monogamy which is something i had never heard of she talks about polyamory like yeah breaking apart the dyad like it's super interesting so um just from like a science perspective i'd recommend it yeah it's always really good for you to kind of step outside your perspective. Totally. And see what other people are feeling. Yes. And, yeah. I had, like, two Audible credits, so I bought that with one of them. And then mm. the other one, I was like, do I buy Stormy Daniels' book? And instead, I <laughs> pre-ordered Becoming by Michelle Obama, so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we probably know enough about the Stormy Daniels. Probably. Michelle Obama's is better written. Yeah. I'm more interested in the man that she's discussing in that book yes then i am the man that story daniels is discussing <laughs> choosing between the two oh god which uh president which president <laughs> do you want to hear about his penis probably no michelle won't talk about that but what if she does oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> i'd be like michelle like yeah oh goodness yeah <laughs> katie's Obama. wishing she had a fainting catch <laughs> I do have one at home. A chaise lounge. I have a chaise lounge. Oh my god, you're I so got fancy. one at my new house. Aww. Um, <laughs> are we done? Or is it all good? I think we're good. Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to to, to mention. I don't know. You're just bringing us talk about. Yes, we're getting talk about. Oh, um, the well, they're gonna be old episodes by the time you hear this, but. Um, buffering, which I've talked about before. Yeah. Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which is an amazing uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Uh-huh. Um, by two wonderful queer women. Yes. Uh, who were previously in a relationship and they recently split. Split, but Aww. they're still friends and they still make this podcast oh, together. Oh, nice. Um, they, on a recent, on their Halloween episode or episodes was about the episode Hush, which if you've seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of the best episodes. Nice. There's this really creepy um the bad guys in there, the gentlemen are like these weird, creepy guys that like float around and they steal everyone's voices. So the Ooh. entire episode no one can talk. <gasps> and so they're just like trying to mime things. And um one of the main gentlemen is Doug Jones. Okay. Who he's I mean, he's in everything. Like, any creature that, like, does weird stuff with his fingers. Like, long, gangly guy. It's Doug Jones. It's Doug Jones. He was in The Shape of Water. He okay. was the main, like, oh, the sure. main guy in The Shape of Water. So, if you were, if you watched The Shape of Water and you were like, ooh, that fish guy is real hot. It's then that's Doug him. Jones. Good. We found him. You're <laughs> we welcome. Found him. Um, but they did an interview with him. And he's just, like, the most lovely person. And they talk to him all about, like, his experience in that and in general being, like, a an actor and, like, falling into this. Cool. 
form of acting that he does, which is like the creatures. Yeah, totally. He was on Hellboy. He was like the. I, I don't know if you that. saw that. No. I, I guess I guess he was on Hocus Pocus, which I've never seen. I've either. never seen it either. Um, Man. I don't yeah. do a lot of, like, spooky stuff, so. Yeah, I know. You do. Yeah. You don't like spooky. No, I don't like that. I like spooky, but not scary. Like, yeah. don't, don't do any, don't do too many jump scares. Nah. Give that's... me mystery. Yeah. And atmosphere, but so, I don't need. Just Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I love Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> uh, no gore. Like, nah. not too much. Yeah. Nah. No, thanks. Cool. But, Yeah. They, Doug they, Jones. Yeah, there was a cute in, interview with Doug Jones. Perfect. I, I was so excited because they got to interview him. And I was like, Doug Jones! Yeah, that feels amazing! It's Doug Jones! Um, I am so good at reading lips and miming what I mean. I would be incredible in that situation. Yes, you would. I'm terrible at reading lips. I've never been good at it. Andrew is too. He's terrible. Ever. Like, we in were... high school, I remember that because <laughs> rather than passing notes, a lot of times people would just try to like mouth things across the room <laughs> you're like, like i got nothing. i don't know Sorry. we were we were at a wedding in cambridge minnesota and my friend ryan was like sitting several pews ahead and he kind of had his head turned but i couldn't catch his attention so i did a specific whistle that he used to do to get us quiet when we were his staff mm. and he looked at me and i motioned like come sit with us and then he was like I can't. And then he like held up his Bible. I'm like, oh, he's doing a reading for the ceremony. And then he's he, got to be in the front. And so then he he's like, walk very far. <laughs> and then he's like, after while we're eating. And I'm like, that sounds great. And Andrew watched the whole thing. He's like, how did you do it? <laughs> That's <laughs> it's magic. Well, and also, I think Ryan and I have similar enough communication styles sure. that we can like get on that same plane. Yeah. But it, <laughs> other people were like, whoa I'm like what do you mean you didn't get that like see when people talk to me I'm always looking at eyes I'm not looking at mouth oh yeah that's so tricky. I can't I can't read lips for the life of me <laughs> I can't do it it's a good skill I'm sorry it's very useful um especially <laughs> when I lose my voice twice a year yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah I yeah. do a lot of texting during that time <laughs> And then people text me back. I'm like, no, I can hear you. You can talk at me. Stupid. Um, okay, cool. Thanks for joining us uh, for Shades of Grey's pod. Yeah. Uh, dark and Twisty podcast. Thanks for getting dark and twisty with us. Ooh, girl. Um, hey, if you are a grown-up over the age of 21, California Roots uh, Rosé from Target. It's $5. It's $5. And you know what? It's pretty fucking good. Like, it is. It's a really decent rosé. I also had their um, Pinot Grigio at home. What'd you think? Which I had some... It wasn't great. Okay. It was fine. Okay. But also, I'm not a total, like, Pinot Grigio fan. Right. So, you know. All right. It was just, I wanted to get two of them. It's an option. All right, we gotta Tacos go. Tacos here! Our tacos are here! We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.